And we are live. Good morning. Good morning, everybody. Sabaho and welcome back to the Saturday morning with tech. Uh, we are at a, an interesting level. Uh, today we are in episode 440 uh, of episodes of the Saturday morning with tech show. Sorry, I'm just gonna I'm not I'm not I'm not looking away from you guys. I'm just aligning the uh, the actual feed real quick here so I can have my comments a little bit sitting on the right side. Uh, and a lot better as far as uh, legibility. Good morning. So we have Matt Tyler in the comments. We have Joe. Hey, good morning, guys. And uh, I see <laughs> Joe is there. Th uh, thankfully, we're uh, we're closed Sundays at the moment. Woohoo! <laughs> um, I'm working. Oh, oh, Matt Tyler. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I keep forgetting the whole timing uh, in there. Uh, uh, AM Dunes is in the, in the chat. Uh, Sam is in the chat. Good morning, man. Temmy's in the chat. Joey, I realize I was about a few minutes late, guys. I do apologize. Sabaho, everybody. Sabaho. Uh, Maz B is in there. Uh, IK Tech, uh, Angel uh, Valentin. Good morning. Oh, man. <laughs> Joey B is watching on his uh, Xperia 1 Mark II. Uh, and uh, of course, today we're going to be talking about the Xperia 5 Mark II. Uh, sadly, this is my last couple of days with this device. I do need to send it back. Um, and Sony was gracious enough to allow me to do a live stream with it. I felt like it's like the timing of the embargo uh, for the Xperia 5 Mark II was uh, Sunday night. So I couldn't talk to you guys about it last Saturday. And then, of course, Monday morning, Juan had it on his show, which obviously makes perfect sense. And then, uh, you know, uh, my the return date was yesterday and, and I was like, okay, can I keep it at least one extra day? And then of course, you know, that would have kind of carried me over to Monday either way. Uh, but with that being said, uh, good morning, Sabaho, Chami oh, Rafael's in there, Chemi's. <laughs> I, I really do like that phone. So Chemi's starting off with, uh, okay, so here it is. Uh, Bob saying Sabaho, good morning. Uh, uh, we're, we're there, oh, Bob. Uh, Norek, hopefully I'm saying it correctly, says Sabaho. And of course, Sabaho, Sabaho. Ahmed says good morning. And of course, Gary, the fireman's in the comments. Hey, good morning, sir. Shabbat shalom, sir. Fabil is in the comments as well. Uh, oh, here, so, Sabaho TK, please review the uh, please review the One UI 2.4 uh, 2.5 oh, wireless decks on Nextdoc by casting through a MeTV stick. Oh, oh. Okay. Um, if I'm not mistaken, though, uh, casting decks doesn't work on Chromecast. If I'm not mistaken, I've tried in the past and it never picks up on um, my decks, uh, like the actual Chromecast. It recognizes the the UDP, the like the sharing capabilities. But like if I'm trying to cast to something, an example would be here. So let's say uh, let's uh, go here and let me just try it on. So I'm on Wi-Fi right now and I can try it out on my well because I have to 2.5 here on this one. Uh, I, I will definitely pay attention to that. I'll, let me see if I can do some testing in there. Uh, the speakers of the phone are bad. Uh, no, actually, the the this the wireless sorry the stereo speakers on the phone is actually pretty decent, uh, considering the fact that they're facing you now. They're no longer one facing us and one facing away like what we had before with the Xperia Five. So the big design change that they did with the Xperia One this year carries over uh, for us. This is the uh, the link. Is, I'm hoping you guys are talking about the Xperia Five. By the way, I'm I'm jumping in in the middle of conversations. It seems like. Um, here, okay. Um, should I install stock Android 10 ROM GSI on a Huawei or wait for the official EMUI 10 update? Uh, personally, I would say this. 
if you use any of the features that the EMUI, uh, eco, no, the EMUI, uh, I would say ROM for the, for the lack of a better term, if you use any of their specific features, meaning the app, the camera app, that's something that you definitely rely on. Those things will only work on an EMUI based ROM. It's heavily integrated into the ROM. So you're going to end up having to use some kind of a GCAM alternative if you go into a GSI based ROM. So that's the only thing that I would recommend just keeping in mind when you switch from, uh, you know, stock experience or what comes with your phone when you go over to a custom ROM, even though it's a GSI, it's more closer to stock Android as basic, you know, generally stock Android is, it, you lose some of those deep integrations like the modem functionalities, the connectivities. Those are things that you have to kind of keep in mind. If you switch away, not everything automatically gets recognized because not everything is open source, right? Yeah, Huawei, it doesn't necessarily always uh, release all of their kernel sources, but not only that, drivers and applications that are heavily integrated to EMUI generally don't work without EMUI. There's a lot of back backend work that needs to happen for that to work. So I would I would say be careful um, unless you're truly unhappy with the Android 9 installation of EMUI, I would probably just say wait for it. That's probably going to be the better situation for you. Um, hope I translated that correctly. Uh, oh, well, let's see actually. Hold on. Uh, Matt, Matt actually uses the translation. Um, أتمنى أن تكون بخير أهلاً أهلاً okay um, so Matt Matt I'm assuming you're using some type of translation program it says uh, I hope you're doing well uh, and welcome أهلاً uh, هاتم I'm not sure uh, what the last word was هاتم uh, I'm basically it translates as I hope you're doing well um, and welcome uh, I think that's what it translates let me know Matt if that's what you were trying to translate um, and of course, uh, angels, uh, you know, thank you. Hey, more, uh, oh, here. Uh, isn't the flat design of the Xperia 1 Mark II better uh, to hold than the Xperia 5? Um, you know that the iPhone 12, uh, oh, we'll milk that new design change. So the, the difference between the Xperia 5 and the Xperia 1, the, the Mark II ones, at least the second iteration of both of those, uh, that they decided to go slightly different. The Xperia 1 is more flat and not, not as much rounded on the edges. The Xperia 5 actually still carried some of those rounded edges that we've seen before. Um, personally, it depends on really, it's kind of like I've used both of them um, on the Xperia 5, uh, sorry, the Xperia 1. I ended up putting a case that kind of gave it rounded edges a little bit. So it kind of worked out a little bit for me. So for me, I, I'm really not feeling too much of a big difference. I do still prefer the Xperia 1 Mark II over the Xperia 5. And I'll explain to you guys a little bit more um, when we get into that conversation in a bit. Um, and like I said, it, they're both great devices. If you haven't had a chance to check it out, Juan Carlos put out a video earlier this week talking about the Xperia 5 versus the Xperia 1, both Mark IIs, obviously, and which one is the right device for you. Um, and I do want to apologize. One second, I do need to turn off this fan. It's making a weird buzzing noise. Just one second, guys. Ah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I have a fan running up today because it's uh, it's uh, turning out to be a nice warm day um, here. So let's see real quick here. Oh, sorry. I, oh, uh, you meant to say this. Okay, I think I'm missing a conversation. Oh, Effie Snapdragon or Exynos World Ride. Okay, let me snap back a little bit. I think I'm jumping. I missed a couple of questions here. So, okay. Mujata. Um, uh, Mustaba, sorry, Mustaba Sheikh. Um, are uh, are we also uh, gonna talk about the Samsung Galaxy FE? I'm in India, and I was wondering if we're gonna get the Samsung, the Snapdragon version, or the Exynos version. And um, so, question: Let's kind of jump into the 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 Samsung F S. Well, the S F the S twenty FE. It's a weird. Um, 
naming convention because the way the way the FE line of devices is really trying to appeal to a certain uh, you know certain subset of Samsung uh, fans. Uh, the short answer I would say is this: if you're getting or if Samsung makes the announcement that you're getting the 5G model, it's going to be the Exynos. Sorry, the Snapdragon model. If you're getting a 4G model, that's going to be the Exynos. That's how it was designed and it was done for European markets. So if they're going to do so, I feel like the best situation to bring down the price a little bit. They were offering an Exynos model. In the US, we don't have the Exynos. We only have the 5G model. So all carriers, even Samsung, is only selling the Exynos, which is roughly $699. For $599 for in uh, the EU, it's giving, out, giving you the option of going 4G with the Exynos processor, which I don't understand why, because they've done 5G with the Exynos 990 before. But short answer, um, I would say the more powerful one, obviously, is going to be the A65, the Snapdragon, uh, as well as the X55 modem. So if you're getting the 5G model, that's going to be the model I would stick with because that's the one that you're going to be getting the best performance with. I haven't heard officially any announcements, but for the most part, they're releasing the 5G model in all markets. So you're more than likely going to have a choice, not necessarily just one option the way we have it, because I think they also want to make sure that they provide that price point for the features. Uh, it is the fan edition, and it's also supposed to be one that will sell more than some of the other devices that they've sold in the past. Um, uh, Dinesh, hey, good morning, sir. Uh, nice to <laughs> nice to see you and be here on once on time. Uh, welcome back, man. No, I know it always kind of gets uh, uh, it gets a little bit hard. And then, of course, my tech reviews is in the comments. Good morning, sir. How are you? Uh, the FE is Exynos worldwide uh, in Europe. I don't know if you got a chance to check it out. There is two models. There is an Exynos and there's the Qualcomm Snapdragon. Um, in the US, we're getting the Snapdragon 865. So just kind of a point of reference. But uh, if if they do end up going with it, because I think if I'm not mistaken, Saf did the video on, on those where he discussed both the Exynos and the Snapdragon model. Uh, Matt, okay, so I basically got the translation correctly. Okay, good, good, good. I'm, I'm, I'm happy that I got it almost there. Uh, so good morning. Uh, okay, we got that in there. And oh. Oh, I meant to say the Snapdragon is worldwide. Yeah, no, exactly. That's what I meant. The Snapdragon is going to be international. If they do offer the Exynos, it's primarily to try to bring down the price, and that's going to be, this, the, again, the 4G model. Um, no, no, the FE has a flagship Snapdragon chipset in the USA and some other countries as well. Oh, Mushtada, okay. Uh, oh, what would you say about uh, Huawei, Samsung? Okay, what should you go for? Samsung, uh, Huawei, Samsung, or Nokia? It depends on what you're looking for overall. Uh, right now, it's a little bit hard to say Huawei without necessarily saying if you don't rely on Google services. If Google services are not part of the conversation and you don't really care too much about it and you're able to use other services or other apps, I feel like Huawei makes some really good compelling hardware. Uh, the, P the P40 series that we saw earlier this year were very, very compelling. They make a very strong, great cameras. Uh, but again, it's more of the you know the Google Play service conversation that we always have to talk about. The app uh, the app gallery is getting a lot better, and they're getting more app support. But they still haven't worked out the whole process. And if I'm not if I'm not saying incorrectly, uh, even their EMUI 11 is based on Android 10. They haven't really shifted over to Android 11, so just keep that in mind. Samsung is has a big following internationally. I think you can't go wrong with the Samsung. I think that would be the best way to say it. Nokia has. Uh, it's more specific into what you're looking for. If you're looking for a good feature phone, they have a lot of good devices that are you know, reasonably uh, priced. They do tend to have devices that will carry time much better. I feel like Nokia makes really good hardware. And I feel like the, a lot of people are still in love with the, uh, the philosophy of what Nokia makes. I mean, the Palm Pre uh, is still something that you know a lot of people still use. And it's just 
there's a lot of things going on. So I would say it depends on what you're looking for, but all around, it's hard to not recommend. Between the three you recommended there, obviously Samsung could just do the job quite well. Um, and then, uh, oh, okay. Uh, so uh, somebody Tariq, uh, uh, he's, the comment is in Arabic, he's in the video Google TV. I was debating, uh, uh, I was debating if I was going to make an Arabic video. I wasn't sure if it would be popular, but um, uh, so sorry for everybody. It was just kind of like a real quick thing. Um, so short answer is I, I wasn't thinking the fact that the Google TV will do well on the Arabic channel. So I didn't do a video there, uh, but I will definitely work on a video for you guys uh, very soon uh, for that in Arabic, of course. Uh, and oh, wow. Okay. Aljosa, Seboki, Sebukli. Hopefully I'm saying that correctly. Uh, thank you very much for the super chat. Of course, always appreciated. Hey there, um, I'm almost, uh, I'm most curious about the quality and the consistency uh, of the different types of lenses on the Xperia 5 and the Xperia, i.e. the wide angle, the camera um, are usually bad. Typically, yes. If you think about what you saw with the Xperia 1 Mark II, uh, the, the, the science, at least from what they've done here is, at least in the Cinema Pro app, they gave us the ability of kind of working together. It seems like they've color calibrated almost the, uh, the lenses between both uh, all the three lenses. It's hard to tell which one is switching from one to the other. So they've done a better job on the Xperia 5. I feel like what they did is they learned from what the Xperia 1 may have needed as far as an update, and hopefully they're working there. The Xperia 5 uh, definitely fits well. The main difference, though, is you really need to use the Cinema Pro app to get the full benefit of it. If you're using the standard camera app, it's a little bit hard to kind of enjoy the content. Um, the limit, the other limitation that I felt like was really a big, big change for me is most of the main features that we get here, like as far as OIS, autofocusing, uh, all of the things that basically are bas being touted about the Xperia 5 are primarily focused heavily on the main, uh, basically the 24 millimeter lens. And that's because that's the primary shooter, right? Then you get the 16 and you get the 70. So those are the three other lenses. So short answer, if you're trying to go to 4K60, if you're trying to go to you know anything higher, like the 4K 120 that they were talking about, you're not going to be able to do that with the other, the other lenses. You're really primarily stuck with the 24. So that's a little bit of a, a thing that you want to keep in mind. But if you're just using it for general photography, taking videos and so on, color science is actually pretty decent. And you're able to fine tune the profiles between each project within Cinema Pro to get the same kind of color representation. So it's not always uh, exact because you do need to readjust certain things. But you're right. Uh, the lenses are definitely better than what we've seen with the Xperia 5 um, and a little bit better than what we've seen with the Xperia 1 Mark II. I hope that obviously more updates will give us more features in the future. And raw support, by the way, by default is in uh, is actually in the actual device. We don't have to wait for it like we did the Xperia 5. And again, hopefully uh, that answered the question. And thank you very much for the super chat. Um, let me double check here. I think I'm going here. Oh. Uh, Daniel, Daniel two, hold on, sorry, Daniel, sorry. Um, so the U S U S Brazilian, oh, us Brazilians, sorry. The U S kind of confused me there. The us Brazilians won't be getting this, uh, this S 20 FE 5g with the Snapdragon. We're getting the 4g Exynos variant instead. I think it's mostly, I, I'm not sure why they're not even giving the option. I feel like, I mean, if you're releasing a, a phone for the fans, obviously all fans want the best that they can for the price point. 
there is a price difference. So just keep that in mind. So if a price, if they priced it to a point where they felt like maybe the Exynos would be too expensive, or they may want to be bringing it later on. Uh, personally, I feel like the 990 is a capable chipset. It just, again, as we know, it's not as fast. Also, they married it with a 4G modem as opposed to a 5G. So uh, battery could actually be a little bit better for you on uh, on this without having the 5G modem as far as the compatibility. Um, 4G is less power hungry, so you can enjoy the 4,500 milliampere battery better. Um, Again, the hope essentially is that the overall performance doesn't get uh, impacted, and maybe they did fix that with some software updates. That's the biggest thing. But if I had the choice between the Snapdragon 865 or the Exynos 990, I would probably go with the Snapdragon mostly because of the performance as, we, as we've seen with the earlier generations. So between the Note 9, the S20, and even with the Note 20, we're, we're, we're noticing some of the differences in the 990. Uh, but we'll have to see how that goes. Um, Oh, I got the pre-order in. My Pixel 5 comes in on October 22nd. <laughs> Congrats, man. Um, and I'm, I'm kind of surprised that you guys, so um, pre-orders here, um, sorry, in the US, the pre-orders are, at least for me, uh, was projected to come in on the 29th. So for you, Matt, you're getting it. Sorry, uh, you're getting it earlier than I am, which is interesting, but congrats again. Uh, Greg, good morning, everybody. Um, Rafael Rodan is uh, is in the comments. Could the Xperia 5 Mark II hit six gigahertz, um, six hours of screen on time with 120 hertz of refresh rate? Um, the max I got it for, uh, so I'm on T-Mobile and I'm on 4G LTE. The max I got it was about four and a half, almost five hours. I didn't get to the six hours realistically. I would say this. Um, screen on time is a very, a very subjective uh, measurement point of measurement, and I'll say this because your experience or your usage of the device dictates how the device will actually perform as far as battery. Also, your location plays a big factor into this. And what I mean by this is how often does the phone need to keep consistently looking for signal or if there's any signal issues or if you're jumping from one over the other. Can it easily get the six hours? I, I don't see a reason why not. But the question would be is, are you playing video games for six hours or are you watching content? Because if you're watching videos, you're not running at 120 and your device doesn't really benefit from it. So you have to also appreciate the fact that you have to kind of have that mixed usage. When I did my gaming review a few days ago, I specifically ran my frames per second uh, test on uh, different applications, um, something that ran all the way down to 20 frames per second, like the uh, Street Fighter V game, uh, and all the way up to 120 hertz uh, when I was playing basically that trigger too. And I ran it also on social media apps like, uh, like um, what's it called? Twitter, TikTok, as well as uh, Instagram. And you honestly have to uh, understand it. it's an adaptive rate. So can it get to six hours? The answer is yes. I think if you have great signal and obviously you're doing that mixed usage and you're watching content, you're playing video games, there's a good chance that you'll be able to. The battery is definitely a lot bigger than what we had last year. So it's almost 800 uh, milliampere, a little bit higher than 800 than what we had last year. And it's the same size. So I, I, I don't see a reason why not. For me, with T-Mobile, I've almost never been able to hit six hours. And it's purely because of the way the signals are and the way the, the bandwidth is. Even though I'm not on 5G, just for some reason, T-Mobile for me doesn't. On, on AT&T in the same area, I can. AT&T just for some reason has stronger signals. So it's always something to do with the modem for me. Uh, let's see here. Um, so, um, Aljosa, uh, okay. So, Aljosa's back in the comment. Uh, Matt, I want to see the. I want to see what Google has to have has done uh, for the wide-angle lens for the pixels. Uh, uh, or will you let us know? Definitely, yes. Please, Matt, if you get it before me and you get a chance to, I mean, even if you do, please let us know. What do you think of the wide-angle lens? I, 
I have to say that was like one of the biggest excitements that I had on the phone when they were making the announcement. I was like, we knew it was going to be a dual lens. We've seen this before. The 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 thing that we had last year, I don't. I'm not harping on a telephoto, guys. I I think telephoto has a place, and I say it because I've used it in the past whenever I've gone for you know covering. Um, I think my son's uh, swimming classes back in uh, when we did have swimming uh, normal swimming classes. I would use the telephoto because I would be sitting in the bleachers. I'm like trying to zoom in. I'm trying to get good telephoto experience. Uh, but I feel like I never went more than maybe two, maybe three X. I've never gone to the point where I'm like zooming into the point where it becomes pixelated. So short answer, I feel like wide angle lens is always the better answer because nine times out of 10, I am actually a lot closer to my son, a lot closer to the subject that I'm trying to fit in, trying to fit in the subject and also maybe a little bit more. So Definitely looking forward to seeing what they've done with the wide angle lens. Also, the performance uh, with the Snapdragon 7, uh, 7 uh, the 7 series uh, processor. And of course, uh, they're running 5G on it as well. So we'll have to see how that goes. Um, I've just pre ordered the Xperia 5 Mark II coming in, uh, oh, uh, oh, coming from an S10. Great upgrade from there. Uh, will, uh, will I repent? What do you think? Um, I'll say this: You came from so you came from an S10. You're getting a higher refresh rate on the uh, on the actual. Uh, I think if I take that back, yes, no, no, take that back. Uh, you so you're definitely getting a better display. You're getting a 21 by 9 aspect ratio, front facing speakers. Uh, you're getting SD card support, dual SIM support if you also want to be able to use that. Um, you're also getting uh, great triple camera setups on the back that I feel like are great. About the only thing that I would probably say, if you're going to take selfies, use the main sensors on the back. You'll get the best experience. And one thing that I do have to say, I honestly think the mirror refinish on the actual Xperia 5 or all the Xperias that they come out are on purpose. I think they're intended for us to be able to see ourselves when we're taking pictures and, of course, enjoy the content there. Um uh, <laughs> I don't know if you guys have seen this yet, uh, but I got the, uh, here, let me see if I can turn on the screen one more time. So I got the Nubia watch. I'm playing with it for a couple of days. So I'll have a new video for you guys, hopefully in the next, in the next day or so on the channel, uh, talking about some of the experiences there. I think you're going, I think you're going to be enjoying yourself. I think it's a great phone and I think it's a great upgrade from what you had last year. For sure. For sure. No questions about it. Oh man, let me see here real quick. And actually, you know what I do? Oh, uh, before I go too far, I, sorry, hey, Sabaho, Aditya, of course, thank you very much with the, uh, with the, of course, super chat. Hope you, hope you, uh, hope you and uh, and the chat are doing well. TK hashtag TKR Bay. And if you haven't checked it out yet, you guys, Aditya, Matt, Sam, uh, obviously a lot of the, a lot of the guys that are unusual on the show are great supporters. But Aditya would jumped on the live stream last week with across the podcast with Matt and Sam. If you guys would like to check it out, please make sure to check it out over on their show. Uh, now tomorrow at one, they're having another show. But of course, if you'd like to check out and uh, you know get to meet the man, the myth, the legend, Aditya, that is well, the legend that is Aditya. It is definitely in there. Uh, you know, really, really nice. Uh, <laughs> oh, good morning, yo, Aditya, man. Good morning, and then of course. Um, Hisham saying good morning. Salam alaikum. Salam wa rahmatullah wa barakatuh. Aditya, Aditya Neil, I need to see your late uh, your late pass. <laughs> He's like, yeah, we need to definitely talk. He's, hey man, I appreciate you guys taking time of your day on uh, on this Saturday, be it you know morning, afternoon, or evening. And uh, of course, uh, Aditya has always appreciated uh, nothing much coffee, academics, the usual stuff. Um, hopefully, you're doing much better. And uh, I hope your phone is, uh, you're able to decide on what your next phone is going to be. I, that was a very good, compelling conversation last week. Um, Xperia 5 wide angle is, 
I, it, it's, it's a good camera. I think realistically, I, let's just say this, the primary shooter is the 24. I don't think it's the, uh, the intention is to be on in the wide angle lens all the time, because for the most part, we never shoot wide all the time. We always be able want to be able to focus on what we want to do. I think at the end of the day, the wide angle lens is there. It's a good uh, lens. And you're also go, able to go all the way up to 200 millimeter focal length. So just keep that in mind. It's a 24 to 70 uh, on the 24 millimeter, but then 70 to 200 millimeters focal length um, on the actual, uh, the wide angle lens. So it's a good range for for uh, for the sensor and it also has a lot of good controls within the camera pro as well as when you're in cinema pro you just have to really learn how to practice using it i think that's the best way to explain it um good <laughs> hashtag good vibes always always guys um i do want to say that i did have a chance this morning to go spend time with a friend of mine that I will have a video coming up very soon about a, a potential challenge. I think we talked about earlier uh, that you know Juan Carlos and I were going to be working on. So look forward to that. Um, we had a quick meeting of the minds this morning. I would say that's the best way to describe it. Um, your choice, the S10 Elite or SEY. Okay, uh, so Fabul, I would honestly say if I had to go between the, the between the two, I would go with the S10e because the S10e and the S10 Lite both ran the same chipset. But I feel like the S10e gave us a more of a better uh, experience. I feel like the S10e has better built. Um, and then overall, as far as the actual uh, camera setup, if I'm not mistaken, I think the S10e had better cameras. And the fingerprint sensor on the S10e was a little bit better being positioned on the right. Um, flat display, uh, they're both pretty decent. I think the S10 Lite though was a bigger display. So I honestly would say I would stick with the S10e. Not, not, not that there's any issue with the S10 Lite. I felt like just the S10 Lite made some compromises that I wasn't. I felt like the S10e did a better job. They should have gone with the S10e version 2 as opposed to an S10 Lite, uh, you know, just to kind of call it Lite for some reason. Um, Gary, okay, so Didi, uh, Gary, uh, Shabbat Shalom. Uh, classes have started, sir. Uh, Going to be less active in the streams from now on. Oh, man, that sucks. Uh, listening in, uh, hope you were well. Definitely. No, dude, uh, focus on your school. Focus on the stuff. Make sure everything kind of works out. And uh, we wish you the best of luck. I, I realize it's getting later and later in the year. And uh, that's right. Things things are going to start uh, picking up. Uh, now it's at 480p. I'm... I'm assuming you're talking. You, I think you, you're referencing the live stream. Let me see here if I can reference it. It could it could just be basically how the the uh, the actual flow of the actual <laughs> the internet connection here. Let's see here. I have my last view. It should be up here. If I can if I can bring the live stream, I don't know. I don't know. We'll have to see. Okay, so it's not showing up on my side. Uh, but I'll 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 get a chance to check it out in a little bit. But yeah, thank you for letting me know there. Um, Okay, so IK Tech, my last Samsung phone was the uh, the Samsung S3 Mini. Wow, okay. That was not a good phone, uh, only for one year, and I used it. And then from that, from that day, I think I, I okay. Uh, I, I, from that day, I think if I buy a Samsung phone, they're, they're, they don't, they're not good for, they don't have a long lifespan. Uh, Samsung phone has a, has an interesting experience. I think throughout the years, we've known that when they used to be called, you know, TouchWiz and One UI and so on, Samsung phones, are getting better at longevity from a, from a function standpoint. So your the S3 mini was by default a smaller, more, uh, I would say, um, it was kind of like a, uh, an S3, but they try to provide you with a smaller version and is they tailored the experience a little bit too much, I feel like. They made some compromises in that design. Um, if you go with just the standard models, and I don't even think the mini line is even going on anymore, they're not as bad. Uh, the I think when I say the, um, 
the S9 Plus is still working very well. My mom uses it all the time. Um, and I think uh, overall, uh, like the uh, Note 10 from last year, uh, the S10, the S, actually the S10 from last year up to like I traded them in, they were still very good, very powerful devices. Short answer, what I'm trying to say is they've gotten better. One UI is better than what TouchWiz used to be as far as longevity and usability. And they keep updating them more frequently. So I would give them another chance if you're thinking about Samsung or if, you, if you're a fan of the Samsung ecosystem. The other thing I would probably also say is consider looking into what Sony has to bring in into the conversation. Their UI is very close to stock and they're very powerful in the sense of the features that they include. Um, OnePlus does also a really good job of providing you a great experience. Uh, cameras are getting a lot better on OnePlus devices from what we've seen. It's like, again, we saw what, the, what, did, what they did with the OnePlus Nord. Uh, we saw what they did with the OnePlus 8 and the 8 Pro, just an absolute change in philosophy. And then from what we've seen with the, the Color OS, sorry, not the Color OS, Oxygen OS 11 beta, uh, is that they're actually starting to revamp the entire look. So a lot of good things com uh, coming. And I would say I wouldn't necessarily put all my eggs into the Samsung bag, but I would say that there's a lot of options available, of course. Uh, <laughs> DT, all good. St study, man. Make us proud. Um, Miguel Rem, uh, when... Okay, when my Xperia 5 uh, Mark II arrives, will I miss my old S10? I, I would probably say is if you're just switching from it, probably I would say you're going to be in that honeymoon phase and there's probably not going to be that much you're going to miss. Again, I would say the only thing that I would say that probably will make us maybe consider differences is the front-facing video on or the front, yeah, the front-facing experience camera on the Xperia 5 Mark II was not as good, but it's a good, it's a decent camera. Just it's not the best like an S10 would probably give you. So what I short answer would say is think about using the main cameras on the back. So I would, again, Take the phone, turn on the camera, and then just take a picture. Use the volume rocker to initiate the image. And if you're going to use the camera pro, exactly right there. Dedicated shutter button. Cannot compare it. Cannot can even complain or even compare that to uh, an S10. S10 won't even be able to touch it. Uh, let's jump back. Yeah, uh, oh, so, um, so Rafael is, is saying, is, I'm not really uh, gaming. I might play Sky, uh, Skyforce uh, Reloaded when I'm bored, uh, mostly YouTube, and I'm on Wi-Fi mostly these days, so probably we'll get it. Absolutely, yeah. If you're not, because like I said, the gaming experience and only compatible games will push that 120, and very few push the 120. I mean, very few will even go into the above 60, roughly. So depending on the game that you're playing, I realistically think six hours is easy. Uh, if you're on Wi-Fi even, uh, no no question about that. You'll be able to hit that. But if, uh, if you're switching on around, you'll be in that area. Um, oh, so again, my experience with T-Mobile in LA in the uh, in the outside of the uh, you know the San Fernando area, that's my experience. But that is dictated basically on the, some of the experiences I get. Signal strength is just not as strong as primary like main cities. So if I lived maybe closer to downtown, I, I could have gotten better signal. But uh, I'm glad that you're able to get better signal with T-Mobile in that area. So I think that's definitely going to be good. Um, <laughs> yes, no, definitely, uh, Greg. Uh, I have trouble with T-Mobile and GSI ROMs. Beware of the SMS Gmail or voicemail. Yeah, so uh, that's one of the things you want to keep in mind uh, with there. A uh, lot of, well, the uh, provisioning that you have to do on your devices uh, do depend on the ROM that you're using. So uh, I think what Greg is mentioning here is like installing a GSI ROM on a T-Mobile device sometimes has some issues. So he's also mentioning uh, no, S no SMS Gmail or voicemail. Uh, I'm hoping that there's going to be other options to be able to circumvent that. But yeah, uh, he's referring to the ICE for, uh, on the 4XL um, GSI ROM, which I think is working over at the um, 
if I'm not mistaken, uh, high on Android uh, forums, which uh, Greg, I'm sure, will put in a, a little link for us in a little bit. Here, uh, Fist, sorry, Fistools. Uh, hello again from Morocco, Alan Habibi. Uh, the Pixel phone is the way to go, uh, but look at older, uh, older ones such as the for like you know for less than two hundred and fifty dollars. I'm enjoying the Pixel Three. No support here though. Um, so the Pixel 3 and the Pixel 3 XL, I felt like were some of the time, it was at the beginning of when, uh, so, uh, sorry, uh, Google started to shift their direction in the camera processing level. So the Pixel 3 and the Pixel 3 XL had some of the, uh, the early start and they definitely enjoyed uh, the benefit there. Um, as far as the support, I'm assuming your uh, updates and so on, it's it's getting into that final process if you think about it. So you have the Pixel 3, the Pixel 4, and then now we're in the Pixel 5. So there should still be some support. You should be able to get Android 11. I'm hoping that you got Android 11. And for 250 bucks, you can't really go wrong with it. The only thing I would say is if you're going to a Pixel 3, I would recommend going with a Pixel 3 XL just because of the bigger battery and the higher, uh, I think it was the QHD uh, display that was on it. Uh, but you can't go wrong with it. I had one up till maybe about three months ago when I traded it in uh, for one of the other devices I was picking up, but it's a great phone. I like Pixels and they tend to age very well because every time you get a new version of Android, it just feels like it's a refresh. It's like a reboot. It's like changing the oil on your car when you drive it right after. It just feels a little bit snappier than it usually is right before the oil change. That's the best way to explain it. But yeah, definitely I, I like it and I agree. Uh, look into some maybe generally uh, like a slightly less expensive device that may be running less last year's processor. The 855 and the 845 are quite capable devices. Uh, the only limitation I would say is if you're looking for 5G, but that's, again, respectively, I would say, depending on the market, if you're in a 5G area, even if you have a 5G plan, if you're not, don't I would not necessarily spend the money to buy a 5G phone till the, uh, the actual infrastructure is strong enough to be able to get you to where you need to be. Um, what else are we here? Uh, knock, knock. <laughs> Who's there? Yeah, yeah, who? No, thanks. <laughs> I use Bing or Google. <laughs> okay. Well, thank you, Vanya, for uh, for the comment there and the and the life, the 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 enjoying um, the good knock knock joke. Um, hey, bro. Oh, uh, Shivam, welcome, India, man. Thanks, appreciate it. Steve DeRoche, welcome. Good morning, bon matin, mon ami. Um, <laughs> I get why uh, that other gentleman was saying, uh, was saying uh, you do look fuzzy right now. Okay, let me double check. And I'm hoping this, this I really, I was hoping that it was actually going to show up in me. Okay, so here, let's go in the library, my videos. Why am I not able to see my live stream? Do not know. I, I normally see the live stream showing up in my uh, on my feed. And this time, for some reason, it is not. Uh, you know what? Let me just do this here. Let me switch accounts. Oh, I think that's why. So we'll go ahead and switch over to this one. I think it's because I am on uh, the account. So here we are. Let's go ahead and open it up. And I'm going to shut off the sound. And we need to wait for the commercial to go through. This is this is inception uh, type of stuff. Oh, okay. Okay. No, I, I, I can see myself. Yeah, I actually even have your comment right in front of me, Steve. So let's go ahead and put it up there. I'll keep it running um, just to be on the safe side. But thank you. Thank you for letting me uh, know about that one. Uh, uh, so Majid is saying, good morning, Tariq, and we miss you. Uh, obviously, it's in Arabic. Uh, welcome, welcome, man. Uh, yes, Steve Roche. Okay. Uh, <laughs> 
Okay, what do you think of the iPhone 11 display LCD if, uh, sorry. Uh, I love it when I launch the assistant by just talking. Uh, what do you think of the iPhone 11 uh, display LCD that if you can, if you want to choose the S20 plus Exynos or the iPhone 11, um, I, you know, the S20, the S20 plus is in my opinion, a better phone than the iPhone 11, unless you're looking for like specifically, you love how the, the video is done on an iPhone and you're into the um, iOS ecosystem. I think the S20 plus was a much better phone overall, uh, horsepower performance, 5g connectivity, uh, large display, 120 Hertz refresh rate. A lot of things that could be said about the S20 that the uh, iPhone is not even there. I think the iPhone 12 or even the next generation of iPhones is probably where it's going to be, where we start seeing higher refresh rate. So I, Personally, would say that if you're coming from an iPhone, like if you're upgrading from an iPhone and you like iOS, stick with the 11. But if you're not and you're open to the idea of trying something new, the S20 Plus is definitely a much better system. Um, on top of the fact that you had the, uh, you know, the again, 120 frames per second refresh rate adaptive. But again, you you definitely enjoy much better. Uh, you know, the cameras are better uh, overall. Like UI elements. Uh, I think even it's upgraded to One UI 2.5 now. I, I think there's a lot to be said. Um, here, yeah, a little bit or a bit laggy. Uh, I'm still watching it now. So hopefully it did kind of normalize. I'm, I think I'm still behind on some of those comments. So hopefully no. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. I think the, the delay is, uh, definitely here. Uh, uh, the, uh, the, uh, okay, so um, I, I'm Habib. Uh, I don't know. I can't read it. I'm not sure if, if that's translating correctly into Arabic the way it sounds. If you don't mind, maybe writing the the title, uh, the, the rest of the Arabic to be English, if you don't mind, please. Um, Miguel Xperia Five top three cameras in 2020 or top five. I think the Xperia Five and the Xperia One for the most part will tie in. The, they'll they'll be part of the top five for sure. Top three. Uh, I think iPhone will probably more than likely be in that. Uh, if I mean, for anybody that's going to be doing like kind of like an experience, the iPhone 12 isn't out yet. So it's hard to kind of make a judgment as far as the top three. I do think that in my opinion, it is definitely in the top five uh, for both of them because th their camera experiences are very, very close with the exception of the time of flight sensor, which is supposed to help for focusing levels. They pretty much operate the same. Uh, the, uh, you know, the, the burst shots at 20 frames per second is always going to be there. You also have the opportunity of using the same three different set camera setups, 16 all the way up to 20, uh, 200 millimeter focal length between the three lenses. Uh, they both have obviously the same camera applications, video applications, all the same benefits. Uh, and Xperia 5 has the 4K 120 hertz, uh, sorry, 120 frames per second slow motion, which is also very unique and hopefully coming into the Xperia 1. Um, TK, what's your... Uh, <laughs> Tiki's uh, <laughs> favorite of Morocco. Uh, P.S. Uh, love Morocco. Cool place. Uh, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, thank you. Thank. You. I appreciate it, man. Um, yes, I wish. I wish I could go to Morocco. I have some fa uh, family there. Hey, I didn't know. Am good. Yeah, no. Morocco, uh, Maghrib is always uh, is an amazing place. Everybody, know, you know. There's so many things about Morocco that I've always, you know, appreciated, but it's also the placement of where it is. It gets to, of course, if you guys haven't are not familiar with it, there's a uh, there's also a Gibraltar um, that's a very big. Um, I think it was like a tourist area in, in South Spain, obviously where it's it's that passage between the Mediterranean and the uh, Atlantic. Uh, but in Arabic, it translates into Jabal Tariq, which is the mountain of Tariq. 
not mine, but you know, has my name in it. But anyways, I always take credit for it when I was a kid. Uh, when I was told it was called Jebel Tariq, but then when I came to the U.S., um, everybody calls it Gibraltar, and I was like, Gibraltar is Jebel Tariq. So if they combine the word and you know, roll the uh, roll the word, so it sounds nice. But I, I like to take credit for it. Uh, Rafael says, I'm really looking forward to seeing a 4K 60 frames per second is like on the Pixel 5 uh, with the new cinema uh, with the new cinema mode. So the cinema mode, if I'm not mistaken, by definition is not going to be 60 frames per second. If you remember, they said that it was going to be running at 24 frames per second. So cinema sl cinema mode always is a slightly slower frame rate than your standard frame rate. So 30 is always the standard. 60 is the ideal everybody would love. And of course, 24 is that cinematic. So Rafael, not that kind of you know readjust the the mechanism so we can definitely appreciate seeing 4k 24 and i think that's what will be in the cinematic mode uh, i'm looking forward to it the, the shot that they show us in the video uh of the guy with the snow with, uh, with the surfboard looked really nice and i'm really hoping that the uh the effect is easily rep reproduced especially with the 7 series processor this is where I, I start kind of getting a little bit worried as to what we're trying to ask the processor to do, because remember, Google does a lot of post-processing and not a lot of it is done on, on the sensor where Sony does a lot more heavy lifting on the front end with giving us really good sensors and moving forward into the, uh, into the technology, into the cameras to provide us better images so that the system doesn't have to do too much post-processing on it, where Google relies heavily on post-processing. So we'll have to see how that performs, but I'm really looking forward to seeing what the, the cinematic mode is, uh, but still feel like it's uh, going to look like it's on a cell phone. You know what? Realistically, for most people, 90% of the time, your best camera is what you have with you. And if the camera that you have with you is your cell phone and it can do this type of work, I think it's a great win. Um, if you're truly trying to go into and getting that experience, that true benefit experience that you want to get, which essentially is that, you know, the cinematic look, obviously you're going to invest in the technology and you're going to get a camera, you're going to get a gimbal, you're going to get a little bit more into the hardware. But from a smartphone, if you're trying to generate and do a video like a, a blog or a vlog video, I think this is going to work great. And of course, for B-roll, for content supporting uh, other content, it's going to work out. Uh, I, I always look at our devices are not going to maybe answer everything at the same time, but they should be able to get us across, like get us to the finishing line. And what I mean by this, an example would be this morning. So I told you guys I mentioned earlier I had a, I had a meeting with a, with Juan Carlos earlier, and we were talking a little bit. And on my way back, I had to stop by and pick up breakfast for the family. Uh, while I was picking up breakfast, I stopped there. I opened up my phone. I started working on my thing, and I set up the live stream. I put on the you know the cover image, edited it, went into a stream yard, set up the live stream, went into YouTube, did all of those things while I was waiting to get into the actual, uh, you know, while I was waiting to pick up breakfast. So for me, I feel like your phone will be that, you know, so one camera may not be the answer, but if it's a really good camera, I think very few people will be able to actually see the difference, especially if you shoot the entire story in with the same camera. So you don't see the difference in color science and movement. I think there's a lot of good potential. Uh, that will be something I will want to be definitely checking out. Um, we need Google to use bigger sensors uh, yesterday. I want to say there you have to kind of so kind of the same story sorry not not that I wanted to kind of circle back these are triple 12 12 megapixel sensors there's no shame in using the sensors that work well for you I think that at the end of the day maybe Google will benefit from using higher megapixel sensors uh, we've seen how the Gcam mod works on other devices that provide that use the you know the Google camera and the processing power that it has at the end of the day I would probably say the short way to say it is this 
make sure that if you move to a bigger sensor that you're using it correctly and that the sensor that you're using provides you the best images possible. Um, also make sure that you're not overloading the system that you're trying to put this on. I feel like if they stick to a camera sensor with a higher megapixel, meaning the pixels themselves are actually bigger, as opposed to jumping into a 48 or 108 megapixel, and then we're using pixel binning to combine pixels to bring it down to a 12 and a 16 megapixel uh, image. At the end of the day, where is really the big difference? Either you're, you're a fan of pixel binning or you're more of a fan of having bigger pixels. Sony does this. I think Google is learning to use the single sensors and they're working into dual sensors. Um, so short answer is that could be helpful as long as they're getting to the point where they're not doing a lot of pixel binning. That's a lot more work to be done. And I don't think it's a big benefit when we're, again, a 48 megapixel sensor is producing a 12 megapixel sensor most of the time. Very few times do we use the full 48. And even if we do, you notice that the color is not always the exact same because you're using just so much information. So th those images tend to need a little bit of post-processing. Um, prob Probably uh, your bandwidth uh, saturated because you're streaming on Twitter too. So uh, yeah, uh, Ronaldo, what, what I have on my stream here is because we're using uh, Streamer. I'm actually only uploading to one location. StreamYard is the one that's actually uh, pushing out to the other side. So if there is a delay, I can say that at least in YouTube or on YouTube, I don't see a delay on my side when I look at it in the YouTube app. Um, but I do want to say that it probably is more, more so on the, it could also just be StreamYard being StreamYard. <laughs> yeah, Greg. Greg will put in that. We'll put in that comment for us there in a little bit. I pre-ordered the Xperia Five, but now I'm thinking the Xperia Five might uh, might last me longer due to the uh, to the better chip. Uh, do you agree? Okay, so I'm I'm not sure how you were able to pre-order the. Uh, I'm assuming you pre-ordered the uh, the five a while back. Hold on, let me double check here. We're getting we're getting buzzed here. Um, if you're if you're still in the pos possibility or a way of you to be able to actually get the Xperia 5 Mark II, because I don't think you can pre-order the 5 anymore. The 5's been out for about a year. Um, unless, oh, sorry, totally jump back. My mistake, I jumped on the, on your comment. Um, so uh, Caballero was saying, say, I pre-ordered the Pixel 5, but now I'm thinking the Xperia 5 Mark II might last me longer to, due to the better chip. What uh, Do you agree? Hard to tell. So step back. The 865 is uh, the first generation of the chipsets, and both the 865 and the 765, uh, sorry, the, 7, the 750, I, I forget it, if it's the 755, uh, the 750 or the 735, the 7 series chipset that we're looking at here on the Xperia 5 is the 2020 chipset. This was announced last, at the end of last year. It's a 5G chipset. There's no issue with it. Um, Horsepower-wise, I don't, I, I'm not disagreeing. I think, yes, the Xperia 5 will probably last you a little bit longer in the long run. Support, upgrade, uh, upgradeability, and uh, function. I think Google will make sure that the Pixel 5 will run smoothly for as long as you have it. So I wouldn't really necessarily worry too much. Uh, when it comes down to performance, I would probably say this. In the US, the Pixel 5 is not going to be is going to be coming out first. The Xperia 5 is not going to be released until probably closer early December, as we saw with the announcements. So I would say get the Pixel 5, use it. You're within the two weeks return. If you're not 100% sold on it, you, I would definitely at that point put in a return and then put in a pre-order for the Xperia 5. And you're still going to be able to get it on the launch with the pre-order benefit that they're doing. So that's probably the best way to say it. It's hard for me to judge how the Pixel 5 is going to perform. I only know of it as what we all saw in the announcements with the details. I don't have mine yet. Uh, and again, as you saw, the pre-orders are going to be coming out probably closer at the end of October, a little bit earlier in uh, in the UK than it is in the US. So I wouldn't jump the gun yet. 
I think uh, if you're just looking at the processor, I agree. Yes, the Sony obviously has a better processor, but I wouldn't necessarily rule out the Pixel 5 before it's out yet. Um, the best of Chromecast Ultra, yes. Uh, oh, call quality on the on the Pixel, uh, on the Xperia 5 is great. Uh, speakers work, work really nice, um, and earpiece works really good. There's no no issues with call quality on on the Xperia 5. Uh, did not have any microphone issues. I don't know if there's uh, some people that were having some concerns there, but no, no problems at all. Um, Aditya says, Sony and Google are probably getting the best image from the sensors that they are using. There's a visibly different uh, color signs, but you know, a three to four year iteration uh, and using the same sensor is smart. So as Aditya is kind of you know, elaborating on that, essentially is saying, just look, using the same sensor and building on that and just improving it as time goes on is always going to be a better situation. Uh, Sony's learning a, a lot from what they've done in the other sensors with the Xperia 1. They brought them back. Now, they chose not to go with the time of flight, but I feel like not a lot of is being done with it on the Xperia, 5, uh, the Xperia 1, so I wouldn't necessarily worry too much. Uh, and Google, guys, there's just seriously, the Pixel, uh, let me see if I can find it here. Oh, here it is. The Pixel 4a is genuine proof of what Google can do with a the same sensor that we've seen in the past and, of course, providing us great experience as far as cameras and, video, and photos and videos. And again, 350 bucks, no questions, one of the best options. Now, the Xperia, uh, sorry, the Pixel 4a 5G, which personally, I feel like it's the... Uh, it's the Pixel 4a XL, which is what we had last year for the 3a, and now it's coming in as the 5G model. So. That one just provides us just to have a uh, obviously bigger display, bigger battery to compensate for the fact that we need more power for the 5G modem. And of course, a slightly higher price tag at $499, which I think it's it's decent realistically. The Pixel 5, $699. I mean, when was the last time Sony, re uh, sorry, uh, Google released a Pixel for $699 and still give us all of the benefits that we expect? So short answer, I'm really excited to see what they're going to offer. And yes, thank you, Aditya, for, for the supporting comment. Goran Petrovic is in the comment. Good morning, sir. Good morning, Sabaho. Hi, all. Um, is the Mi 10T Lite released? Seems Poco got some uh, competition, of course, from Xiaomi. <laughs> uh, so, yes, uh, I haven't seen it actually being released officially. I know they made the announcement for it on Wednesday. I know the Mi 10 and Mi 10T, sorry, the Mi 10T and the Mi 10T Pro uh, both announced, as well as the Mi 10T Lite. Um, and it seems, at least from a graphical point of view, there's a lot of similarity to it in the Poco X3 NFC. So short answer is yes. Seems like Poco got the heads up lead on that in Europe. And that one's about roughly 199 euros and a little bit higher for the higher uh, storage one. But I think, you know, all of these devices are doing great. Uh, the, the sorry, uh, if I actually, if I'm not mistaken, I have it. Yes, right here. So the Mi 10, uh, so the Mi 10T is slightly different of an, a different experience than what we originally saw with the Mi 10. So first and foremost, you still have the 108 megapixel. The Mi 10T Pro has that. The Mi 10 has the 64, sorry, the 64 megapixel sensor. So they did a little bit of a different design. Um, they're still using the same 60, 865 processor. The stereo speakers are obviously great. We have a flat display, no more, no more that curved display on both sides. Obviously, we have the 144 hertz refresh rate. So this is really like a really big jump as to what we saw before. So it's not talking 90 frames per second. We're talking 144. So 
great for gaming, great for you know overall just usability, UI fluidity, all of those. It is an IPS. That's one thing to keep in mind. So if you're thinking about the technology behind it, but again, it's 144 hertz and some really good cameras set up on the back, a 5,000 milliampere battery, uh, no headphone jack, which I was really hoping that they were going to bring that in there, uh, but they do include a dongle, if I'm not mistaken, somewhere, yeah, somewhere. Yeah, sorry. They include like an adapter in the box, a USB-C to three and a half millimeter headphone jack that you're able to use. So they did a really good job of providing us a good experience there. And it's great for gaming. So absolutely one of the best options in there. Um, DTS, like good morning. Uh, sorry, good evening. I uh, hope you're doing well. Fun news from, uh, from my side, the G7 battery is officially bad and I am charging it like two times every day. Sony 5 Mark II is looking uh, like a potential upgrade. Dude, that will be amazing. I think going going from the G7 to the 5 will definitely be a big jump. I think, Aditya, you, you will not be disappointed with that. Uh, the overall performance uh, bump that you're going to get there, on top of the fact that it's just uh, an extreme powerhouse, I wish... Honestly, I wish the V60 was available, something a little bit closer to that, because then you could have stayed in the, you know, the the LG UI. <sighs> Vegeta again. And uh, that would have been something, of course, uh, appreciated there. Um, let's say... Uh... Oh, TK, go back to my previous comment, shouting out a uh, creator out in the chat. Uh, let me see. Can I find Matt? Can I find Matt? Can I find Matt? Oh, here. Oh, Life of Tech Roger is in the chat, TK. He has uh, he was uh, on our show two weeks ago, and I'm going to tag you uh, in his uh, in his latest video where he shows the studio he built out of uh, out of pallets. It looks so good. I will definitely check it out. First, Roger, good morning, Sabaho. Uh, I, I don't know if I missed seeing where you are. If I did, if I did miss your comment there, Roger, I do apologize. Uh, yeah, no, definitely. I, I <laughs> thanks Matt for pointing me back in the right direction. Um, I did also also notice here the uh, Ivan is uh, put in a comment is I finally received my Note 20 Ultra Snapdragon 865 Plus, and it's so much better in many many ways than the Exynos version. The battery lasts so much longer. Samsung must fix this issue. Uh, salute from Norway. Hey man, good. Thank you very much for co coming in and and, help, and uh, letting us know. Uh, there's a big difference between the Exynos and the uh, Snapdragon, and I feel like a lot of even the creators on like YouTube, like Saf, uh, he actually even did get in uh, an Exynos model as, as well as a Snapdragon to do the comparison. This is something that they they really need to get in get get together, and hopefully with the next iteration of the Exynos that does get fixed. Um, here, let me see here if I can jump back in there. <laughs> Joe, Joe is saying, uh, Ah, ya Allah, Joe, seriously, man, no. Uh, the Xperia, okay, the Xperia uh, Z5 compact or the Mach 5 uh, is one of is one in its time. Uh, I think the Xperia 5 Mark II is going to be a big, a big shift into what Sony is offering. What I want to see and what I would have loved seeing is. Does Sony have it in them to be able to bring in a higher refresh rate on the Xperia 1 next year? We saw them trying to attempt it this year with that whole, you know, uh, frame rate, uh, kind of like a frame rate. Um, it's an algorithm that allows them basically to try to push a few more frame rates, a few more in there in the Xperia 1 Mark II, but it didn't really translate very well in the individually because it's truly meant to be a content consumption powerhouse. So maybe this is a great way to kind of talk a little bit more about the, the both of those systems, the Xperia 1 and the Xperia 5. 
at the end of the day, I, I do play mobile games a lot. I, I enjoy playing mobile games on my smartphones a lot. And those are great whenever I'm mobile. Whenever I'm home, I tend to play them more on the PC. So Matt, when, Matt and Sam will attribute to that. Andrew Wallace will also kind of jump in there and support that. I'm a big first-person shooter type of game, Call of Duty, big time. I love playing games like that, and I enjoy them. And I feel like the mobile versions are great, especially with the Call of Duty mobile. It definitely brings in that feeling of Call of Mobile, especially with the Call of Duty mobile uh, season six that we're in. Uh, but at the end of the day, I feel like this is still going to be the best experience. For that, I feel like if you're looking at a device that you're going to be consuming content more often than watching content than playing games on your phone. I think the Xperia 1 Mark II will definitely be the better one. The Xperia 5 holds its own because it gives you that 1080p panel, gives you the 120 hertz, it gives you a lot of features that we love. But again, it's more intended for more uh, like overall, like a small pocketability, pocketability and of course, flexibility of what you get with the device. So it's a much more, uh, let's say, jack of all trades as far as a, a device. And I appreciate what they're trying to offer us there. Um, Aditya was commenting back on Goron. Uh, banking app is an issue. Reinst uh, reinstalling it uh, is a headache, uh, but I am not jumping uh, to too many conclusions. Assessing the battery life uh, till, till Black Friday holiday season. I think the, rea the reality is that's one of the things that we always kind of uh, always worry, right? Our main apps, our main devices are always going to need to be consistently powered and obviously need to have long battery life. And I think Aditya is on the last leg when it comes to the G7. He's he's commented on that last weekend with the, with the, in the live stream. So I, I really hope that you're able to find out which one will be your best option there. Uh, Dominic Wan is in there in the comments as well. I'm in the UK and I won't consider the Pixel 5 because Sony phones tend to be in uh, on sale after a few months. And that's the best time to buy a Sony phone. So if you're in a market where Sony is obviously more prevalent there and where pixels are not as prevalent, which is kind of like the opposite procession, uh, uh, situation for us here in the US. Um, I don't disagree. I think it's a great option. You're right. Uh, the options of having, uh, you know, just the ability of enjoying a lower price on a Sony after a couple of months. Absolutely. In the US, though, for the most part, we don't have any uh, subsidies. We don't have any kind of discounts or I mean, there's the pre-order deal that we're going on right now, which I feel like, by the way, is a great deal. It is $950 for the pre-order, but you're getting $400 worth of gaming accessories, especially because, again, there's a big, heavy push on gaming on this device uh, that it kind of sweetens the pot. But if you wait a little bit longer, as you said, if, if Sony is the way to go, then I would definitely go with that one, I guess, in, in your market. For us in the US, uh, Pixels tend to do, they do end up dropping a little bit in price and there'll be different sales. Um, I think the Pixel 4 XL and the Pixel 4 sold quite well. The Pixel 4a sold out before we even started, so it depends. But yeah, um, I do know also that the Pixel 5, I think, is coming in and the Pixel 4a did start shipping out over there. Um, O2 usually have a very good deal for Sony phones. And yeah, subsidies are always going to be the biggest, uh, biggest benefit. Um, in here in the US, I think for, for us, the, uh, Samsung has a big part of it. Uh, OnePlus does a lot of that. LG does some of that as well. And then I think obviously iPhones will all that. So anytime it goes to a carrier like T-Mobile, Verizon, or, you know, AT&T, you'll see some specials, which are always going to be really good. Um, Joe is saying, I wish that the Mi 10 Ultra went global. It's a beast. I've been I've been bugging the, uh, uh, my uh, Xiaomi PR uh, uh, contact to try to send me an Ultra. Um, 
I, I think realistically, the Ultra is going to obviously be the best. It's a, also going to be where it's kind of against what Sony's, sorry, what Xiaomi's main uh, release or main conversation point is. Uh, at the end of the day or at the, begin at the beginning of the story is that Xiaomi, for the most part, was known for more affordable pricing. The Ultra is just literally a way up, really up there. They saw what happened with the Mi 10 and the Mi 10, uh, Mi 10 Pro earlier in the year. There's a, some people were kind of looking at us like, why is Xiaomi going into a twelve, you know, thousand dollar price point? Why are they going over? How does that make sense? At the end of at, at the at the end of what you're looking for, realistically, you want good cameras, you want fast processing, you want obviously uh, smooth display, fast refresh rate, and they've found a way to provide you that same experience at a lower price. Uh, is the Ultra for everybody? I feel like it's for a lot less people than where the Mi 10 and the Mi 10T is going to be now. The Mi 10T Pro is $699. So think of the difference in price and what you're getting there. And I think as a device for what you're offered here with the Mi 10T Pro, again, it's hard to it's hard to beat. And 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 we're, one of the main differences or benefits that I really like is the fact that we have now lock screen wallpapers that you can actually put videos. So that is a big win for me. So yeah, Joe, definitely. Uh, here, let me see, uh, LT Nichols, LT Nichols, sorry, hey TK, um, in your opinion, what's the best camera phone? I asked because I'm torn between the Pixel 5, uh, or maybe going on with the Pixel Find, uh, with the Oppo Find X2 Pro. It, it's a, it's a, <laughs> I'm a big fan and, and, and sorry, Nickel, I'm not trying to BS it, but I am a big fan of the uh, the X2 Pro. So I don't have the Pixel 5 yet. I can I can tell you this. If if price is, is not an issue, because if you're thinking about price, I think the Pixel 5 wins it automatically because the, the Find X2 Pro just offers a lot of different things. Um, on the camera, just on the camera department alone, without trying the Pixel 5, but I can tell you what the Pixel 4a can offer. So based on that, I think if you're looking for great camera photography and uh, images from a lot more flu, you know, camera setups, so meaning a wide-angle lens, uh, you have the ability of getting some telephoto, and of course the front-facing camera experience, and of course just processing power in general. How long does it take to process, and are you able to take great images all the time? I still feel like the 865 will do a little bit better than the 7 Series that we're looking in here. I'm not saying it's going to be uh, beating it by a lot, but... I would honestly wait till the Pixel 5 comes out and start seeing for us to start seeing some more samples and some more reviews coming out of it. It's hard to tell, but it's very promising based on what we saw with the Pixel 4a that Google will have another hit, uh, basically hit on their hand. And I feel like the Pixel 5 is going to make a big difference. Uh, the other thing I also want to mention, obviously, is the wireless charging and the reverse wireless charging, which I'm still trying to find out how they did that with an aluminum back. But the short answer is that's something also that the Find X2 Pro doesn't have. Uh, but again, both are going to be running great software. Both are going to be very fast devices. And I really like the cameras on the uh, on the Find X2 Pro. I think Oppo, uh, for, for one of their biggest things that they do is that they provide great cameras in whatever model they do, especially on the higher end models that they offer. Sorry there. Uh, Goron is coming back in here. Uh, Xperia 5 Mark II is a sweet phone, but expensive. Uh, I am not in, I'm not, uh, sorry, I am not into manual camera modes. Sony doesn't sell phones in Siberia. So no, uh, no dilemma for me. Uh, it depends on, yeah, you're right. I, I think this, the Sony, the Xperia 5 Mark II is really meant to be more of a manual mode, pro mode type of an experience, not necessarily an experience where you could just, I mean, you can just for reference, there is an automatic mode in the camera, uh, in the camera pro app, similar to the way we've seen it on other like handheld Sony cameras. So it's not like it's totally out of the question. You can't use it in auto mode. The difference is 
when you're using it as a camera in the Cinema Pro or in the Photography Pro, you have to use the shutter button. Sorry, let me just get rid of all of the different options. You have to use the shutter button on there, and that's the only way to take a picture. You, there's no physical button on this, not a physical, like a, a button on the screen to take a picture with it. Um, so short answer is, yeah, if, if, if it doesn't fit what you need, Goran, I, I really would say, you know, just get what works for you the best. I think that's always going to be the better situation uh matt matt giving us the slide uh, the the shades in the comments man um ir 1980 uh, any idea if the google tv will be coming to previous generation chromecast so the way they made the announcement and i've reached out to a couple of people that i know uh the announcement essentially is this google tv is coming and it's going to be the new ui for android tv and google tv so from the sense of is is that UI element going anywhere else? It is going to be uh, going to over to other Android TV devices. So anything that you bought before that has Android TV, is it coming to earlier generations of Chromecast? I'm still wondering if that if anything other than the Chromecast Ultra can handle it. Uh, so the reason behind that is the uh, just the earlier generations did not have enough. Um, like from the modding and the and the, just to kind of jump on the side conversation here. Uh, in the past, we've seen other devices, other uh, like other developers that have put some work into loading um, Chrome OS actually on a Chromecast. And they used to do that on the Chromecast second generation uh, for them at the, as the earliest. So I know that from a hardware standpoint, they could possibly go back there. I'm not sure if they're going to. The short answer, I think, if anything, they could probably bring it back to the Ultra as well as the last generation of Chromecast that was released, I think, along the line with the Pixel 3 and 3 Pixel 3 XL. Uh, those are the ones that generally could potentially receive it. They haven't mentioned the word on it. Um, at the end of the day, I would probably say, honestly, though, it's 50 bucks for the new one. If you, if you, By the way, if you set up a trial offer with YouTube TV, you can get it for free. And you'll get the whole experience with that. Speaking of which, I don't want to go too far. I, I realize I put this in the comments. Let me see here if I can wake it up. Uh, and here is Google TV. And so you can see here that the, in the entire interface is really smooth, very clean. It reminds me a lot of the old generation of what we used to have here with Google TV um, or actually Android TV in the earlier generations. You're able to scroll through. You're able to set up accounts. You can go through and see some of the other services that they have. Um, the, the Play Store is something that is interesting. You cannot access the Play Store without actually using like the voice assistant. Open Google Play Store. And you actually have to use the command to say open that because it, this app or the interface doesn't launch normally the way it is. So you see here you have access to normal applications. You can download different apps. You know you can even download like Plex uh, client. You have Disney Plus, HBO, Netflix, um, all the different options that you normally have. And of course, we can go use the assistant to go back. And what I really like about it is the assistant also supports Arabic, English. If you have other languages on your assistant, it works really, really nice. And I really like the, the UI elements on it. Um, and it actually works a lot faster than I was anticipating. So that's why I'm saying is it, you don't want to bring the interface to older generation of Chromecasts without necessarily making it smooth. Right now, I feel like this works great. The Ultra, for the most part, should be supporting it. And I feel like because it shares a lot of the similarities, the 4K60 processing, uh, the overall just the improvements that we've seen. But it's hard to tell. But if nothing else, I think, uh, you know, NVIDIA Shield TV seems like they're going to be getting it. So we'll have to see how those kind of work. Um, but the Ultra should definitely be one of the ones. If they do push it back to earlier ones, that one would be it. Uh, Aditya Neil, uh, in some apps, uh, in some app, uh, making battery issues, search the net for issue. Okay. 
think you're you're responding to somebody. Oops, I jumped over to a whole bunch of comments, and I think I'm maybe slightly behind. Let me see here. Uh, here. Uh, oh, Goran, Goran company is, uh, but honest. Goron wouldn't buy an, an X, wouldn't buy a, an S20 FE uh, at all, even if it had the uh, Snapdragon. Uh, I pre anytime, man, anytime. Um, OnePlus came this year officially with crazy pricing, the 8 Pro more expensive than the S20 Plus. Um, in the US, it wasn't actually as expensive, Goron. It was uh, the S20 Plus for us here was the S20, if I'm not mistaken, started around 1000 and the S20 Plus was 1100 for us, and the S20 Plus, uh, the S20 Ultra was at 1299. So from a price point, when it first launched, it, the uh, the OnePlus 8 Pro was definitely not as it was kind of like more of it around the S20 side. Uh, the price for it now is $100 off, so it's 899 for the uh, for the spec out uh, for the top of the line uh, OnePlus 8 Pro. Um, I do say though, the experience on the OnePlus 8 Pro changed, right? We're not getting what we normally get from OnePlus. This is something that they've done a lot of work and improvements into it. We're talking about a QHD 120 frames per second display, curved edges, AMOLED, uh, all of the things that we normally think of high-end side. I mean, things that we've seen on the on the Find X2 Pro that are on the OnePlus at a much cheaper price. Um, you're getting the bat the big battery, the 30 watt charging, the reverse wireless charging, the wireless charging. I mean, wireless charging is something that we haven't seen on Apple high-end devices yet. So this is something also very new. Again, all of that was starting around the price of the the S20. Now is a little bit less, and we're almost around the. Oh wait, we're already in October. Okay, sorry. Um, in a couple of weeks, I think um, the AT is going to be coming out, right? The announcement of the new brand new uh, AT. We saw what they did with the OnePlus Nord. They they're definitely changing their 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 approach. I think the the Nord is going to be more of the mid ranger, the seven series processor, and where we're getting basically the eight and the eight Pro are going to be the flagship. Obviously, we're anticipating the eight sixty five plus on the uh, on the uh, on the brand new AT. Um, but it's something to keep in mind, and I'm also a little bit curious as to what happened to the AT Pro. We've seen that before. We know that they've done multiple versions, but at this point, at least all of the teasers that I'm seeing, I'm only seeing AT and I'm not seeing anything about an AT Pro. So we'll have to see. And then there's still the rumors of, uh, you know, could they or will they be bringing the Nord, uh, you know, the OnePlus Nord that we saw in Europe into the US market? Because I think it's a great device for that price point, for sure. Uh... <laughs> Uh, oh man! Okay, hold on a second. Let me see if I can read this. This one's a little bit. The 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 font is very small. Uh, Ahmed, uh, uh, sorry, Abdul uh, Abdul Ahmadi. Sorry. I ask you a question in Arabic and see if you get it in English. I have no. I have no. English is okay. Okay. After that, Oh man, um, I I'm not hundred percent sure how to answer that one, Abdul Hamid, uh, Abdul Ahmadi. Sorry, let me let me let me see what else. Uh, for the money, Matt. So for the money, the FE has some competition, and honestly, the phones uh, at that price are just better. There's a lot of competition for that price point. I think Samsung's jumping into the FE. Well, I think the FE is truly trying to answer 
what the light slash e model kind of came out right so and the s10 we had the s10e on a little bit later on we had the light model right so no 10 light and no 20 uh, and the s10 light and now we have the fe line i think samsung's experimenting in that mid-range area um they they used the word fe in the past when they did when they used the note 7 when the note 7 debacle was kind of going around um and I think people did appreciate that and they used it because at the end, what they did is they brought back the Note 7, but because they called it the FE and it had a smaller, you know, the, the they capped the battery charge cycle to be a little bit less. It wasn't as powerful uh, as what we've seen it before with the battery capacity. Um, that's something that kind of, kind of they changed with the FE line. And now the new FE line is really trying to hit more of a price point. It's a feature per price point and hopefully people will feed into it. Uh, at the end of the day, in 2020, Samsung has four different S20 phones on the market. S20 FE, the S20, uh, S20, the S20 Plus, and the S20 uh, Ultra. So there's a lot of options for people to look into. $699 is not necessarily cheap, but at the end of the year where people are starting to look at the $1299, uh, the $1,300 Note 20, and the $1,000 Note, uh, sorry, Note 20 Ultra, and the $1,000 uh, Note 20, the FE makes perfect sense if they're trying to get into a Samsung. And if I'm not mistaken, Sam, right now with T-Mobile, you buy one, you get one for free, which is crazy. So like, again, 700 bucks, uh, twice, sorry, that's $700 off. Uh, now, keep in mind the whole mechanics of how you get the free part, but you know it, it's still something to keep in mind. Uh, looking forward for the Pixel 5 versus the, uh, the FE content, uh, bound to be compared for, uh, to each other a lot. So I did end up pushing the, uh, pulling the gun on the FE, and that one should be delivered on Monday. So my device is on the way. Um, I, again, the Pixel 5 is not till the end of uh, October, so hopefully it ships out a little bit earlier. Uh, but definitely, yeah, I think a lot of people will be putting these two th together because of the fact that they're both roughly, again, $699 for the same price. Uh, both are going to be running, obviously, different chipsets. One is the 865. One is running the, uh, I want to keep saying it's the seven, uh, the 765, but I could be wrong. Um, and essentially, the overall experience is going to be, obviously, not necessarily just horsepower, but performance with the UI that they're using. One is closer to stock, and one, obviously, is running one UI on top of each on top of it. So we'll have to see. Um, Rafael is saying is, uh, oh, uh, the cutout is a little bit, uh, uh, okay. The, the cut out a little plastic window uh, on the back of the pixel five, uh, that they uh, covered with a thin layer of, uh, oh, bio resin that mimics aluminum to achieve the wireless charging that, that would make sense. I think that would be something that would make sense why they're able to do it because it just didn't make sense at all how they made the announcement and not just discuss it. And I felt like this should have been something they do, they should have talked about at the announcement saying how they were able to achieve something where nobody else has been able to. But uh, they did successfully get people to talk about it. So let's put it that way. If they were playing a game, they definitely landed it really nice. Um, the new Chromecast release date in Canada is October 15th. Wow. Okay, pretty cool. Really, really, really close. Also, if you're not in a hurry, you can buy the Chromecast uh, for $10 off on Black Friday, according to the Android police. So worse, I mean, I'm not going to say worse. I'm saying uh, you can wait a little bit longer, get it. You can get it for free. I don't know if the promotion runs in Canada or not, uh, Steve, but in the US, if you sign up for a trial for YouTube TV, you're able to get the Chromecast Ultra, the Chromecast uh, Google TV for free. So that's a free promo if you want to try it out. Uh, if you end up obviously subscribing, that'll be a plus for them. Uh, but at least to try it, they're trying to get you to, to see that. Yeah. Um, oh, uh, Sambit uh, is saying, hey, TK, any idea if the OnePlus 6 would be getting Android 11 update or not? So OnePlus 6, I think if, if I'm not mistaken, is three years, right? So six, seven, eight. 
it should be able well no i take that back um i'm not 100 percent sure if they're going to be getting it um right away i want to say it's probably if anything it'll be on the last update that if it does receive it um i would definitely i would definitely check and see ab about any kind of betas available the the main benefit of what we get with oneplus though is that it's easily modding so you can basically unlock the bootloader and get in get it like a gsi rom installed or maybe another rom directly from the xda portal just to kind of get something running but the short answer officially from OnePlus, I haven't heard uh, much on the OnePlus 6. I do know if anything, though, it is on the last option. The 6T, if anything, may end up being the, the the one where we are. Because if you think about it, the 6 is kind of just right outside of that window. The 6T is the one that came at the end of the year, which is closer to the 8T that we're coming in in the near future. So we'll, we'll have to see. Um, <laughs> Goran's commenting on somebody, I think. Uh, let me see here. Uh, oh, I... So here, uh, on the contrary, software is a problem for LG. Poor Android 10 update. I and I think so. Here, I think you're answering somebody else's comment, but yeah, no, definitely. Um, let me see here. Okay, so let me say, hey, TK, another question. I wanted to buy a budget gaming laptop and at least an RTX 1660 Ti or a 2060. Which one is good or well? Well, um, so okay. So let me just say this: if you're going for an RTX, I would recommend going with the 2060 bare minimum. Anything earlier than the 2060, you're going to be running around that le le almost that limit where you're not getting the benefit of the latest chipset. Uh, gaming right now, and at least just to kind of give you future proofing a little bit, especially now since we're in the age of the 3090 or the 3080 and the 30, uh, the you know the 3070 series. Uh, obviously, the 20 series is going to be the closest you want to go. I wouldn't necessarily go to anything earlier than that. If you do, you're kind of limiting how long you're going to be able to use it and enjoy, especially as games become more demanding as time goes on. Uh, for me, I use my my video cards need to be producing video cards, so not just gaming, but also video content creation. So for me, I would go straight to the 2080 just because I need to produce video with it, not just play games. So I would say measure what you're trying to do. If it's purely gaming, I think you know 1660 may end up being okay for you right now, but I think 2060 is the way to go. Let's see here. Uh, let's jump back. I think I went via, okay here. Uh, will AMD plus Samsung be better than Qualcomm? <laughs> Miguel, that's a tough question, man. That's a tough, that's a very tough question. Um, I, I honestly say, I would say at this point right now, Samsung needs to bring the game uh, when it comes to their chipsets. Their SOC is not doing as well. Again, a perfect example is the 990. Qualcomm is still in a big lead ahead of, uh, you know, when it comes to chipset manufacturing, even between them and, and MediaTek, um, they need to basically figure out a way to either basically match, if not match, at least beat. And right now, Qualcomm is still uh, ahead in the game. Um, let me see here. Uh, on the contrary, okay, I think we, we saw that one. Uh, so here, um, so Goran's commenting here saying, uh, in the in Europe, LG is having a hard time. Software support, pricing, availability. LG really should have should leave Europe, um, or even uh, everything uh, like in the US or Korea. It's a hard market to focus on. I think in the US, LG's re rethink or basically rejigger their approach. They're shifting into the Explorer program now. Uh, software support has never been their strong suit. I'm not going to try to make it sound like they do. They do generally have a very, not necessarily like a bad record, but essentially just almost non-existent. You'll get a couple of updates on your device, and if you do get an copy, uh, Android update, it generally comes much, much later. Um, I would say at the end of the day, if you're going into an LG device, you're going in for great hardware, you're going for a good experience when it comes to camera, especially with the V60, the Velvet does a good job as well. And I think the new line of devices that LG is putting out, like the Explorer devices, are going to be very interesting to, to keep track of. 
but unfortunately, I think since this is something that LG needs to work on, which essentially is putting more work into supporting the devices once they're out. Because I think it's not, you know, it's like when you buy a car, right? You're not just buying the car for the day of purchase. You're buying it and you're also making sure that the car is going to last you and it's going to get updates. It's going to get repairs. You can change the oils. You can change certain things. Make sure it's running smoothly for, you know, the 5, 10, 15 years that you're buying the car. And of course, a device, you need to be able to get the same experience for that one, two, three years of experience that you're trying to get the device for. So, yeah, definitely something that we need to work on or hopefully uh, what we see, you know, from LG in, in Europe or even in the U.S., um, YouTube TV is not available in Canada. There is a bundle with six months of Netflix on the Google store for 50 Canadian. Whoa. Yes. So speaking of which I originally, when I ordered my, um, so funny story, I ordered my device and I was like, yeah, you know what? I'm going to go for it. And I saw this and I saw the $80, $89, the one in the U S it's 89, by the way, the, the same combo you're talking about, Steve. And um, I debated that idea and I looked at it. I'm like, okay, which one should I do? Which one should I actually pick up? And what ended up happening at the end of the day, and just for reference, guys, I do see that the the, the quality of the live stream is dipping a little bit. Uh, I hope StreamYard can fix this because I, I definitely don't want to stop using it for now. But anyways, um, think about it. $12.99 is the, the monthly subscription that I normally pay for Netflix. Six months of that included in an $89 plus a Chromecast. It was a no-brainer. I should have gone for that promo and I kicked myself. So as a, as a little funny thing for me, I was so gung-ho to order the, uh, the Google TV to get it as soon as I can. And I paid for expedited shipping and all of that good stuff uh, that I missed out on the one of the better deals option because it applies to existing customers. That's what kicked me. It's the fact that I could have gotten the same thing in the same time, paid about $30 more, but then got six months worth of you know $13 a month uh, subscription to Netflix included in my account. So big, big kick in the, uh, in, in the, in the rear end, but yeah, definitely. Uh, Daniel, okay, so Daniel 2, it says, uh, the 1660 Ti is slightly inferior to the 2060. Uh, it's cheaper. I thought about it, uh, getting it in the laptop with the 2060, but this, it's a $500 price difference here in Brazil. So it depends on what you're looking for, again, in, in the, the term that you were looking to keep your laptop. Uh, and also what you're trying to do with it. Just that those are the big thing you want to keep in mind. And as, as you're saying here, Daniel, like that, there's a $500 difference there. It's not a, it's not a, uh, a small change, small amount of change. This is definitely a big one. Um, oh, I think, okay. So Joe is answering. Um, it's okay. It's slightly slight spread of butter and, uh, oh, the kids have it. Okay. So I think he's answering somebody else there. Uh, let's see here. Da, da, da. Oh, um, there's hope. Okay, there's hope that the Velvet UI will correct things for uh, for those who can't wait. Uh, I yes, the Velvet UI or the 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 UI that we have on the Velvet is definitely much more improved than the V60. If nothing else, the ability of changing the swipe down to search function it to me is like what took them light years to do. I've always had to install a secondary launcher just to get rid of that function. Not everybody loves having search. It, it's a it's a good function, but I think the selection should be left over to the user to see what they want to use. So that's at the end of the day, I feel like always a better situation. But yes, I agree. LG has done a lot of improvements there. Uh, Matt, okay, Matt Tyler's jumping in. For, uh, LG uh, should not leave Europe. Consumers like uh, like you are the... <laughs> LG struggle. Okay, Matt, Matt, Matt is throwing the, uh, the gloves in the ring now. Uh, they're offering solid hardware and it's very good software uh, now. 
uh, stuck in the past, obviously, uh, based on companies that have infected them. So the short answer, I think what Matt is trying to put it together is they may have had that track record in the past. They definitely have changed their tone and they're getting in a lot better position. The wing is going to be coming into Europe. The V60, unfortunately, did not. And I think the Velvet did come to Europe in certain markets. So the short answer is I think they're changing their approach to mobile devices. They've realized their price points of what they've done in the past and what they're trying to put out. And it, my goal is to see what they're going to bring in. The Velvet and the V60 are both great um, single screen, dual screen options, or, S, or basically pen input devices. I call them the jack of all trades type of devices. And I, I really hope that we definitely see more improvements in that matter. Uh, the Explorer program that we saw now with the wing, still have to check that out. I haven't had a chance to see, and I haven't heard anybody uh, announcing official announcements of when it's available in store here in the US. Uh, as all we're seeing right now is pre-release hardware information. Uh, Steve, uh, fun fact, you can install some Velvet apps on most LG phones running Android 10. That is a fun fact. That's a good fact to know. Uh, very, very nice. Uh, the best budget uh, Periscope lens smartphone. Any suggestions? Wow. Uh, P40, uh, oh, you said budget. I would say uh, buy, buy a last year's P, uh, P30 Pro. The P30 Pro will have a really good telescope lens. I'm assuming Periscope, where you mean like the, the ones with uh, the zooming options. I think those are going to be some of the better ones. The P40 Pro have, has uh, much better optics on it. Uh, but the problem with it, and even if you go like to say, uh, you know, S20 Ultras, the, the zoom factor gets worse as you get closer. I think for the most part, most devices that have a high megapixel sensor will use a digital zoom. And that is pretty comparable to what you get with a telephoto. It depends on how far you're going. If you're truly trying to find an experience where you're getting more telephoto on the lens, I mean, you want to go to three, maybe five times and get really good. I still think the P30 is definitely one of the better options. The P30 Pro specifically. The P40 Pro will definitely do much better. Um, but if you were looking also on like other devices, like more budget friendly, um, it's, it's a tough choice. I mean, especially with, when you were talking about like the higher end ones will do much better with the lenses. Uh, but any of the P series, that's why I'm recommending maybe even last year's, uh, the P30 will definitely be a lot cheaper now price point, and it'll still give you a really good experience at that 5X, uh, really good images there. Uh, the Velvet is available in my local market with the dual screen. Yes, so definitely. Yeah, that's the thing. Uh, the Velvet is definitely picking up and available in more and more markets available, in the, not just in the U.S. Although in the U.S., we have different models of it, which is interesting as well. Um, uh, what do you think? Uh, what do you think about the Nook PC? Uh, Juan Carlos says a lot of good things about it. I haven't had a chance to play with them. Um, I do have and I do need to finish the video on it. Uh, now, it's not a Nook, but it's a, a fanless PC. This is basically the Access uh, Access 4 uh, from Azul. And um, it's an Access fanless PC, mini PC that has, uh, you know, full RJ45. Uh, we have a headphone jack in the back, USB-C connectivity for dual display. So just the primary display, uh, one display or two. You have obviously uh, the Kensington lock option here. This is the power option and an SD card and a full-size USB 3.0 uh, you know, side here. So full-size USB 3.0 and a USB-C uh, and all connected in a just small form factor. This is the dongle for my keyboard and mouse and it fits in the back of your TV and it works really nice. So uh, I feel like Nook obviously does a much better job uh, providing us something a little bit bigger, more of a smaller, uh, kind of like an Apple TV, uh, an Apple PC kind of thing, uh, the smaller mini PCs one that they have. But I think it's um, it's it's a good option. I think uh, definitely check out what the Juan Carlos has on those as well. Um, Rodolfo, uh, my tech reviews. Uh, I know, uh, 
uh, five of your best bet uh, i'm getting lenses are moments yeah definitely i think the, the the moment lenses will definitely give you a better option and you can put those on almost any device uh the only difference between those is uh, like i said you need to make sure to get the uh, the correct lens that will work with your device but uh the question was again how much telephoto uh, that you're trying to get uh if you just want it built into the phone i think the p30 will do well if you already have a phone you're trying to augment it moment lenses are always great uh, so many content creators say that the LG V60 is one of their favorite phones. Lucky Juan uh, isn't uh, in the chat <laughs> bashing LG. <laughs> uh, well, you know how Juan is. He always does that. But be careful, man. He lurks in the comments and he never comments and he'll just jump by it at the end and you'll see how it goes. Um, I, I think the reality of the matter is the V60 proved that LG is still a capable of providing us a powerhouse in a form factor that we like, uh, and it answered a lot of the a lot of the things that we wanted out of the V series, right? So again, large battery, wireless charging, stereo speakers, great cameras on the front, 4K60 on all the lenses, front and back, great video pro tech capabilities, headphone jack, audio inputs. All the things that you want for creativity and producing content is there. And of course, pen input, dual display to top it off, like kind of icing on the cake there. Uh, here, Matt, calm down. <laughs> I have nothing against LG. Nah, come on, Gar. I think uh, it, it's more of just stating a point of reference. Uh, it's more about price-wise, availability-wise, uh, after sales support, uh, they're they're not having the best selection right now. I, I, I agree. I think it, to a certain point, they need to do better about updates. Um, and you know, hopefully they become more, uh, more of a common name and a lot of people will start asking for them so we can see them in more markets. I think that also attributes to their availability, Goran. It's not them necessarily. It's more of how the market's responding. LG used to be a carrier this device that we saw in stores in the U S T-Mobile used to feature LG kind of the same way where we had HTC, but as time went on, they started to focus more on, you know, OnePlus, team, you know, uh, Samsung and other devices. And I think LG kind of stepped back, but they didn't really leave the game. Their approach this year is very clear. V60 came out. That's the powerhouse. There's no more G line and the velvet came out more of a slightly more affordable version of it, but again, still giving you kind of like the core experience. Uh, here, let me see. Uh, would you spend? Okay, here, let me see. Your predictions on next stock now that the Dex has uh, has gone wireless. So, I have. I'm, I'm trying to. I'm actually trying to debate if I want to pick up a next stock touch. So this first thing, I'll throw that in there. Um, I think next stock using a, some type of. So if you if we have to connect the next stock wirelessly to uh to say if you want to connect let's say a chromecast or some kind of the receiver to allow dex to work wirelessly i think it's a great feature but it loses some of the main benefits of what the next stock was offering us right next stock's main key selling point was a it has a massive battery has a keyboard and mouse and it has also an additional usb port that connected to your device so we lose some of the main benefits of what next stock's offering if we try to go wireless i feel like we should stick to the being wired connection Augment the experience of what you're getting with the decks. Obviously, if you want to be able to jump into wireless, that's a great selection. I wouldn't necessarily feel like that is a benefit. Um, I like the fact that de that the next stock can charge my phone at the same time. And also like the fact that I can plug in a USB drive to my next stock while I'm connected to the phone and using decks. That's a you that's an element that you cannot replicate when you're going wireless. Um, also, the ability of actually using the device as well as the main screen on the uh, on the um, 
on the next stock makes it so that you're running multiple displays. So there's that usability factor. So that's why I would say next stock, I don't think really needs to worry too much about getting wireless decks in as much as getting the experience and maybe again, seeing how the touch system is now that they have a next stock, the, uh, the touch, how does that work with the elements on uh, decks? Does that work the same way? Is it still as much of a powerhouse as it was before with the generation as, as the current version that I have? Uh, and for me, that I feel like is a little bit more than just going with wireless. Not that I'm trying to go away from what you're asking, Fabel, but um, the the approach and the benefit of the next stock are lost if we go wireless. Again, charging your phone and making sure your phone runs at 100% and that seamless transition with the, the connection over a wired connection as well as the USB port are a big win and why we like the next stock. Um, here, I I've ordered a... Um, Ulanzi Telephoto X2, 2X lens. Moment is, uh, uh, is oh, so the, the moment is um, costier here in, uh, in his market. I'm trying to fit it on my Asus, uh, oh, on the ROG Phone 2. Uh, are, I'm, I'm assuming it came with the clamp option that you're trying to look for. Is that, is that not working? And I think if I'm not mis... Ah, nope, sorry. The ROG Phone 2 is being played with in the living room, so I can't show you guys what it looks like. Um, I think if it fits, I think it should be fine. And it sounds like what you're looking for is more of a, a good 2X to 3X experience. I think that's going to be a good experience. Uh, but I, I would definitely support saying Moment makes some of the best lenses on there. I also want to say Rhino Shield makes some good lenses. If you're able to pick up Rhino Shield, they're generally a little bit less expensive than Moment, and they may also provide you with a good experience there. Uh, Aditya, you, you never know. That's that's crazy. <laughs> Um, if so, Goran saying if Matt gets the LG, uh, the, uh, the LG win from LG, we're doomed. Uh, we'll be listening consistently. The LG's best. <laughs> I really do hope, though, Matt does get the LG wing to, to get a chance to play with it because I, I felt bad last time when we were in a live stream on his show and everybody had a dual screen display with the exception of Matt. Matt was the only one that didn't have one, so yeah, definitely. Um, I'm on Vo uh, Voxy, Vodafone subsidiary here, and I had to check support uh, when I ordered the ROG Phone 3 as it is not sold in the UK this year for for some, and he had to import it directly. Oh, man, it's it's always one of those. <laughs> Let him learn. Let him dream. Let him dream, man. Always, always, man. Um here, let me just jump in real quick here. So, next stock sh uh, shouldn't remove Bluetooth from its uh, uh, from its builds. Uh, any workarounds, uh, good vibes always. Um, I think at the, at the end of the day, if they have the Bluetooth functionality, obviously that could help us. There's there is a case for it to be used wirelessly, but. Uh, the connection, the transmission speed, and the functionalities that you lose when you're doing that is um, that's where the the issue is. The decks on let me just explain. Wireless decks doesn't receive input wirelessly back from something else unless it's connected via Bluetooth. So what you're saying essentially is that if if the decks, sorry, if the next stock keyboard had Bluetooth connectivity function that allows you to be able to use it, so you'll use wireless projection from the phone to the PC to the to the next stock. And then you're using Bluetooth connectivity backwards to be able to connect to it. I think that would circumvent the, that would give us obviously functionality where you're able to connect your phone. But if I'm not mistaken and could be wrong, once you turn off the display, so let's say I want to use wireless decks. Wireless decks on my phone only works when my phone is unlocked. Meaning if I have my phone sitting on my desk and I shut off the screen, let's say I connected or I projected it to a screen and I turn off the display, meaning I push the power button and the display is off. Dex locks up and it becomes a locked interface. You have to unlock it. And when you unlock it, you wake your device. 
there's that whole synergy of function of how Dex works, and I don't think next stock is is something to be used. I mean, I mean, I understand what you're trying to use it in the sense of the mouse and key, the keyboard and mouse would be used Bluetooth connectivity over to the phone to control it, but your phone is still on while you're using it as a Dex experience, which means it's draining power but not being charged. That's why I'm still thinking wired for for what next stock is trying to offer. Wired is the best because it just serves it better, keeps it charged, works really nice, and it provides you much faster connectivity. Also, you know, sideloading information to it. Um, how long is the Chromecast and YouTube TV deal available? Um, I don't have a specific timeline on it, but I would imagine not that long, probably in the next week, maybe by the end of the month. It, it was announced around the same time as the as the launch event. And if I'm not mistaken, I think Goran also mentioned that it looks like on Black Friday, it's going to be available for $10 off. So $39.99 for Chromecast TV, uh, Chromecast with Google TV very soon. Uh, here, let's jump in here. Uh, we, are, uh, we are still... We are still I Europe uh, growing, and and we followed. <laughs> oh come on, guys! Don't let's not bring that conversation into the chat today. Uh, that could be another episode for a whole bunch of different <laughs> Dominic Wong. Actually, um, three is pretty good. Um, I have the I have the EE and the uh, and three, and I haven't noticed any difference. of used EE and three share both the same towers. I think really good coverage. I've used three in the past. I haven't I haven't tried EE in the past. Uh, but whenever I, I was in the UK or even going down to Barcelona, I've always used three. They provide really good coverage and their roaming rates are really good. Uh, oh, Matt, uh, sorry here. Uh, so Linez, it says November, oh, December 31st uh, for the release. I guess it looks like much later in the year. Uh, <laughs> okay. Uh, while I leave, when I get while we wait a little bit for the conversation to go through uh, and let the some of the comments to calm down a little bit, let's talk a little bit about some of the stuff I wanted to cover for you guys. I have sadly one more day with the Xperia Five Mark II. So the Xperia Five Mark II have had uh, I've actually had it for a couple of weeks now. I wanted to talk to you guys about it obviously last week uh, on the live stream. Could not have done any conversation about that. The, the embargo was Sunday night, early Monday morning, as you guys saw with the video. Um, short answer, I would say. After using the Xperia 1 Mark II, and I, as you guys know, I'm a big, big fan of the Xperia 1 Mark II. Uh, this kind of meets the expectations of if you're coming from an Xperia line, what you're, what you're getting here. This is pretty much speaks exactly Xperia language. So it speaks to all the things Xperia fans love. Uh, we have the 21 watt charging at the bottom. We have the 4,000 milliampere battery, same size battery. Uh, we have a headphone jack, you know, triple camera setup, same thing. Um, the display on this is definitely one of the better displays that we've seen when it comes to gaming. It's not the brightest display, which is one of the things I would probably say. It does fine. You're able to use it outdoors, but I would say um, it's something to keep in mind when it comes down to just usability. Uh, the other thing I would probably also say, if you're getting this to try to consume media and you've considered getting the Xperia 1 Mark II, I honestly would say the Xperia 1 Mark II fits the bill a little bit better when it comes to content consumption. Because it can support 4K, because it does have that a long, a bigger form factor. It definitely still has the same benefits, the front-facing speakers. But I feel like this is more geared toward gaming with great cameras. The Xperia One Mark II is geared geared for great content consumptions with great cameras. So not that I couldn't play games on the Xperia One Mark II, but I feel like for the games that I care about, like 90% of the time, it's going to be Call of Duty, it's going to be PUBG, it's going to be uh, you know Fortnite, obviously some first-person shooter type style games. I feel like we're still not getting 120 hertz. We're not getting 100 hertz. We're not even getting barely few devices on the market support 90 hertz, even with the Xperia. Uh, well, the OnePlus 8 Pro, I think, is the one of the few devices that support it. 
Um, so what I would say is it's a great device for great camera. The price point obviously is a little bit better. Great order on the pre-orders that are going on right now. Sleek design, very good cameras. And I really like the fact that we have 4K 120 frames per second here. Uh, and again, hopefully we'll be able to see that on the Xperia 1 Mark II. Um, so the short answer is, is if you're looking for something that is in the Sony realm that gives you great, fast experience, uh, again, overall, just over the usability, the UI, all of those things are very good. I think Xperia 5 Mark II does a great job and is a great choice to go for, uh, especially at the end of the year. I would just wish that they would release it a little bit earlier because it seems like we have to wait till December 4th for the orders to start shipping out. And we're in the beginning of October, so that's two months away. Ha. Ah. Switched over to Goku. Very nice. Okay, let's jump back real quick in the comments and then we'll talk a little bit about the Google TV. Uh, let's see here. I think, okay, so here we are. Any updates on upcoming truly wireless buds from OnePlus? Um, I think if, if I'm not mistaken, some of the rumors that we've seen are going to be uh, coming around an update to the uh, OnePlus bullets, the wired bullets, not the truly wireless. I think the truly wireless buds that we saw from OnePlus right now, I think pretty much are going to be the, the what we get in 2020. Um, only a launch event that's coming up at the end of, uh, by, by the end of the year is going to be the OnePlus 7T, sorry, the 8T that we saw. And I haven't heard much as far as uh, any kind of information around the true wireless. They could still update again another version of them, but literally just got released uh, right around, the, I think was it the OnePlus Nord is when they came out and they were supposed to be originally released with the OnePlus 8. So very short life cycle if they would do that and push out a new pair of truly wireless it's more likely that they will go for as i mentioned the uh the basically the the bullets the wireless bullets uh option because i think those will be the, the next generation that they haven't updated for some time uh, so hopefully that answers that question there um matt tyler i've used o2 and vodafone before as well uh they were pretty awful uh on the countryside so it depends on where you're using them yeah it, it's a, it's more of the coverage i think three does a good job especially when you want to travel uh, when you're not in main metropolitan areas uh still hoping to use um still hoping to use a, a keyboard and a keyboard with uh maybe with a dongle um, I think it's something that we can discover. I, if I am able to pick up a, uh, a, I think the uh, the new one, I'll definitely check it out and see if there's options of mean allowing DEX to be wireless. Uh, but I actually I'm, I'm not too far off from the concept of saying trying to use, you know, DEX in the in a productivity sense with the new next talk a little bit more flexible. Now that for me, what I mean is. Um, this, you know, obviously with a Z Fold 2, this becomes a tablet, right? So we have a much bigger display. Uh, having something like this sitting on a stand, running DEX from it, uh, let's just close here. I didn't want to change. Uh, but running DEX from it, let's say on the screen and then running DEX on the next stock via wired uh, and still run as a whole UI here of Samsung's system. I think that's more functional for me. And I would love to be able to see how the touch functionality. It's really all about the touch uh, section that I'm really interested to see what they're doing. Uh, I was okay. So I think we're still talking about the carriers over there. Uh, Matt, I was on gift. Oh, gift. Oh man, gift calf, man. Okay, the, yeah, you guys are jumping on all of the carriers there. Uh, folding away. I use the ID phone. Da, 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 da. Where are we here? Uh, Pixel Five is a full metal phone with a plastic centerpiece. Yeah, so I think you guys are, are still referencing the the new wireless charging there. Okay, so as you guys are working that part, let's go ahead and jump in real quick into the new the new system here which is android tv uh powered well google tv powered on a chromecast so 
first things first, if you guys haven't had a chance to check out the video, the video is pretty uh, really nice. I put out a couple of days ago, or I think it was a day or so ago. Um, and we're getting a chance to see basically the entire UI, the entire element. This is purely intended to be used as the discovery-based information. And the beauty of it is that it works just straightforward with what you expect from Google TV. Uh, discoverability, existing services, so Netflix integration, YouTube integration. We have dedicated buttons in here to launch YouTube straight out of the box. One button launches YouTube, gets access to it. We have another button that also works the exact same way to launch Netflix. And obviously, if you guys haven't noticed it, Netflix did uh, did have a, a design change recently in their system. And of course, we're able to jump back home. And in on the actual home screen, if you go into the For You and hit the back button once, you're able to actually turn it into a, a live display. So this is a display where you're able to check out other pictures and stuff. And you can use the care the the, the button on the actual controller to configure it. Um, one thing that I did get a question on from somebody was asking me is, can I use the remote to control the UI elements within a casted product? I haven't been able to try. I haven't been able to actually uh, get that to work. Meaning, if I cast a video from Netflix directly onto the Chromecast, can I use the remote to control the Netflix UI directly from there? Uh, keep in mind that when you're watching the video, you're only casting the video. You're not casting the entire element, so it's not really launching Netflix on the app. Um, and I'm not sure if that's the answer because that was one of the questions I got from in one of the videos that I had. Uh, but the, the elements overall, I think, were very nice. They work really good. It's a lot smoother than what we've seen in the past. And it's exactly what you would expect from a cramp, from a streaming content. You want it to work really good. You want the remote to be small, easy to use. And by the way, you don't really need to use the remote. You can use, uh, if you've ever used the, uh, the Bluetooth app that's made for Android TV, it works exactly the same way here. Um, the only thing that I would probably say that's a little bit of a, like, why did they do this kind of thing? Um, is the fact that it has a Google Play Store built in. There's two ways to launch it. You can either launch it by using the Google Assistant. So you would have had to know that there was a Google Play Store, ask for it verbally to the Google Assistant, and it'll launch it. Or you'd have to go into the Settings tab under Apps to open up the Google Play Store. So I feel like it's almost like they don't want us to rely on using it. They want us to use the Google Assistant to search for things. So you can search for apps, and you will find applications. And it doesn't open up the Google Play Store. It opens more of an assistant version of it where it only shows the app and the apps that you're looking for. So usability, I think it's definitely moving forward in the right direction. It's definitely nicer. Reminds me of an earlier version of Google TV uh, as, or Android TV as it used to look like. And it feels like I think from what we at least understand now is that the Android TV UI is going away and Google TV is going to will take over, which for the most part gives us the same experience. Oh, absolutely. So for uh, yeah, Joe, it, I, it's totally right. He's like, Google TV is such a good device to make any old TV smart. Um, and I think even, even smart TVs nowadays, if you really think about it, um, I love Samsung TVs and I love LG TVs and I love these companies that put out their own UIs and they're putting a lot of work into their UI elements. But I'm starting to see some ads in my system. So Samsung's doing a really good uh, good job of providing us access to their UI, the new elements. But now they put in an ad on the bottom left side of their screen, showing ads for video shows and stuff like that that they're putting in into into TVs that we bought, into things that we purchased ourselves. It is not a free promotion. It's not a free service. Uh, but it, and they're they're treating the UI element in the TV as an ad platform, which I don't feel like is a good thing for me. Short answer: You are able to do a lot of stuff with it. I feel like Google TV is 
for 50 bucks, an easy, easy, easy mod, an easy thing to actually jump into and just enjoy your content. If you subscribe to Netflix, YouTube, uh, well, I mean, if you subscribe to Netflix, Hulu, uh, you know, HBO Max, any kind of streaming content uh, provider, this is going to work great for you. And I think it's going to be an easy win. Uh, and again, if you live in the US, you're able to pick one up for free. If you set up the YouTube TV, if you don't uh, wait a little bit and you'll be able to get it for 10 bucks off, still a great deal. Um, or pick up the $89 model, which you'll be able to get six months worth of Netflix with it for free. Uh, what do you think about Google's new audio speaker? So the new Nest speaker is is a new interesting kind. So uh, the way the Nest speaker came out, I felt like it's, it's a more powerful Google Home and not as powerful Google Max or the Nest Max or the Nest Home. So essentially, if you just jump into the next option here. Um, the uh, the power that we are getting there is definitely very nice. It sounds a lot fuller, at least from what we saw. Um, the the experience is going to be more focused on audio quality and more immersive audio. So the short answer, what I'm trying to say is, it's um, it's a much cheaper experience than getting the the Max. It's more powerful. So I think it's a good option. I feel like those it's begging to be purchased in a pair since they kind of would work much better. Um, I have one on order just to see how it compares to the Google Home, and I may end up picking up another one around the holiday if if they do end up putting out at one for sale. But the short answer, it's it's a definite win if you like and you use Google services for audio, which I personally do. So very, very much a good uh, option there. Uh, uh, hold on. What time is it? Oh, wow. Wow. Okay. An hour. 40. <laughs> it's been an hour 46 minutes. The time flies. Um, okay. Let's do real quick. Uh, dude, any, any time, man. If I bill any time, of course, uh, TK inception, let's go ahead and do real quick. Uh, I don't want to forget to do the TK inception. Uh, because the last time we did it, we was almost at the end. So if you guys don't mind in the comments, go ahead and throw me out some, some TK inception ones. I have one from Aditya. I'll start off with him and uh, let's go ahead and hit it here and wait and go. <laughs> Aditya in the comments, always, 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 always back. Boom. Like this. This is how we show now. Now we are actually getting into the point where we just keep doing the flickering concept of Aditya's comments in this live stream. Appreciate it as always. Uh, <laughs> hey, you see, look, I'm telling you, man, bet between you and Aditya, we could just keep jumping back and forth like this. Okay, I'm having way too much fun with this one. <laughs> hey, here we go. See, we always got to do it. Always, always, always. <laughs> we should have some music to this. We we seriously should have <laughs> some music to the to the live stream just to you know when we get this on. I, if I if there was a way to play a soundtrack to this without Google demonetizing the video, uh, I would probably do something like that. But yeah, let me bring back the comments on the side. Oh man, I like I I really like the uh, TK Inception. <laughs> And uh, Scott, dude, that beard, man. Okay, uh, your thumbnail, Scott, is on point, dude. <laughs> your beard is the exact opposite of mine. It's the opposite sides. <laughs> mine is the darker on the inside, the white on the outside. Yours is the opposite. Epic, man. I like it. Oh, man. Um, <laughs> the TK section is slowly evolving. More layers and lens elements and <laughs> getting added to it. I wouldn't be surprised if at some point we start having, you know, like dancing icons jumping in in the middle of it as we're doing it. I, I wouldn't be surprised. 
Matt, Matt Tyler, Matt, dude, um, I got to hit you up later on. We got to play some more Call of Duty, bro. I've been, I've been really itching to try to rank up my guns and, and stuff. And I've been playing a lot. So definitely, uh, TK, that should be, that should be the intro and outro to all your video. <laughs> Start up the video and then just have the inception kind of just hit up in the back and it's just time it with me pushing at the same time. I, I wouldn't mind it. I think it's a, it's an element that is evolved. It happened on a, on a truly accidental thing. One time in the stream, I was trying to share the second screen by coincidence. My, the live stream was in there and at, at an initial uh, hit, we did that inception. And ever since then, every single Saturday, we have to have a TK inception. And it generally comes around almost at the end, definitely. Uh, Goran, yes, yes. I think, yeah. <laughs> uh, love from India, man. Uh, Rashid, uh, thank you very much, very, very much for hanging out with us. I realize it's middle of the night, early morning for you guys in the in India. And uh, I realize also with everybody in the, in the chat, I've, I want to say thank you very much for hanging out. Uh, so kind of to wrap things up, things how things are going, expect a video from me in the next day or so coming up just to kind of talk a little. I want to recap my conversation with Juan a little bit, and I want to put out a video for you guys. Uh, the the lab, obviously, there's new things coming in. Uh, as you guys saw, we have the Google TV. I'm going to be working on another video for tips and tricks on how to be able to sideload and do a whole bunch of stuff. First video was primarily setup, initial setup information, and of course, walkthrough, which thankfully that one seems to be doing good. I hope that one keeps going well um, and it keeps getting pushed uh, to other, you know, for more more support from that channel. And um, the, oh, so here, the newbie I watch, definitely going to be something nice. Let's go ahead and turn on the element. It, it just, it's hard. Let me show you guys. Oh, it would be nice if I turned on the camera. Here we go uh let's just turn it on and boom so here so you can see the element looks really nice uh swiping from the side just gets into the ui just going overall swiping from the bottom i just get notifications these are you guys and of course from the top i get access to the toggles here and it does have uh some nice options for bluetooth so here uh this is uh, let's go back here one more this is full brightness and you kind of see here the display starts from this end goes all the way up here so i can actually just uh, interface with the ui element so here so you can kind of see all the way down to the bottom, uh, access the setting, compass, uh, note-taking schedule, clocks, search, uh, and of course here, music player, all the stuff. And when I'm done, I can go back in and I can also change the screen and change different elements here, of course, to different watches. Uh, it, it actually looks pretty good. My only concern right now that I'm wearing it, I feel a little bit um, worried that the fact that this, the display is on the outside not covered and it's also has a heart rate monitoring step counter and of course health uh, metric so it looks great definitely from an from a ui element looks definitely very unique to what you normally get for let's say a tick watch which is very nice but uh keep keep an eye out here we'll have a video on that coming up very soon um i not i didn't want to just do a video for unboxing it. i wanted to kind of give my opinion of it of course so i want to use it for like a few days before we start talking about it uh <laughs> the uh oh aditya hitting us with another super chat um i'm hoping you and juan uh, can do that fusion dance with uh <laughs> the patara earrings props if possible during the collab video you know what I, um i will have to i need to okay i'll, I'll talk to <laughs> some lg chill guy i appreciate that dude no definitely i'll talk i'll talk to Juan. we'll see if we can practice that because i do definitely want to see if there's a way to you know fuse the concept uh together and get the story going on i appreciate that um scott definitely thank you very much uh <laughs> oh man uh oh i'm not sure which movie mr Comer are you referring to uh i didn't see the comment before sorry 
Oh, tenant, tenant. Yes. Uh, sorry. I thank you, uh, Tina. I didn't get it. I didn't get a chance to catch it. I am. I'm still. The movie theaters in our area have not all opened up, and uh, in my experience yet, I'm just going to wait for it to come out on on uh, on demand. Realistically, it's a. It, it sounded like it was a great movie. It's a. It's a really good movie to watch, but I just in this current situation, not yet. We haven't. Uh, the the experiences here haven't really all been the best. Um, not not the movie. The experience of going to the theaters. Sorry. Definitely. Thank you. Uh, the, the, the Flex Buy 2? Uh, no. Uh, so this is made by uh, by Nubia. This is the same company that made that dual display phone last year, the front and back display. Uh, they're the same company that makes the, um, basically the, um, uh, the Nubia, the, the Red Magic 5G, the Red Magic 5S uh, uh, modeled phones that you've seen, the gaming phones. So this is their inception, or this is their version of a watch. Um, the first time I saw this watch was back at IFA about a year, almost two years ago uh, in Berlin. And they had the concept version of it going on for some time. Uh, it's a smartwatch that actually will hold, will also work as a, a phone. So it has an eSIM in it. So it has a lot of functionalities and interesting approach to smartwatch technology. Uh, dude, uh, me and Sam can join Fusion Dance Level 2 <laughs> across the podcast Fusion Dance. I would love that. Uh, speaking of which, before we forget too far, uh, too much, uh, Sam and Matt uh, basically cross the podcast as usual tomorrow, 1 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Uh, Matt, if you, uh, sorry, Sam or Matt, if you can let me know who your, who your guest is tomorrow, I'll make sure to retweet you guys. And as usual, I'll be in the, in the chat, of course, harassing some of your, some of your, uh, <laughs> guests as usual. Uh, uh, thank you, TK and Chad. Um, it was a fun show. Stay safe, of course, as usual. Thank you very much. I hope you guys are having a great weekend. Um, will the Note 8 or the Note 9 be able to use DeX wirelessly? Um, I think Note 9, for the most part, should be able to get it once it gets One UI 2.5. It's a One UI 2.5 function. Uh, can they do it? Yes, absolutely. There's no question. The processor is strong enough. The Samsung Will Samsung push it without giving One UI 2.5? It's a little bit hard. But I think from a hardware standpoint, it's not. A, it's no different than casting a Chromecast. Because again, it's not receiving anything back, it's casting out. So it's more of a software support. And we know that all of their systems will work. Uh, my bad, sorry, TK. I didn't catch it, Matt, uh, Joe. Uh, sorry, I didn't see it before. Uh, Chris from, uh, oh, tomorrow's, uh, okay, so here. Uh, Chris from Text, uh, from Textpert Video is gonna be on the show tomorrow. So definitely very, very nice. Check it out tomorrow and we'll definitely keep an eye out on it there. Um, Samsung releases a $700 phone. Press X like there. Uh, <laughs> I, I think it the the $700 phone that Samsung's releasing is a phone they're releasing to fill in a gap they created by increasing the price of their existing line. If you think about what they're offering at the S20 right now, it's it's a very strong phone in what it offers, the S20 FE, and a great feature phone for what it offers features. Uh, but it's not that the people are, are not you know, paying it the attention that it's offered. A lot of people are covering it. I will be covering it. We're all going to have a conversation over it. I think it's just that the approaches that we feel like it's, is it truly a fan edition or is it just another version of an S20? What makes this a fan edition? For me, a fan is a person that wants to be able to get a very unique experience, uh, the best of the best for a really interesting, you know, for a really good price uh, with some unique features. And I feel like the S20 FE is very much a close experience to what you get with the S20. Um, it's a fourth S20 line, and I feel like maybe just 
like we wanted something a little bit different. Uh, but I do appreciate the fact that they're still trying to stay in that $700 price range because they left that market a long time ago, especially with their S line. Uh, definitely. Uh, definitely. So Ronaldo, thank you very much. Like always, uh, would you guys love to chat? Uh, back tomorrow, 4, uh, 4, uh, 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So he's on the East Coast. I keep forgetting about that. So it'll be 4, 4 p.m. Eastern Time on his end on the Across the Podcast with Sam and Matt. That is a long hashtag. Uh, <laughs> uh, I thought we were all talking about the combining Sam and Matt's names together. Wouldn't we? Didn't we not? See, did I not see that on Twitter at some point that we were going to go combine? We'll do the fusion dance on that side. That would be <laughs> just don't don't do that with TK and 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 Juan. It just doesn't work. There's only two initials here. <laughs> uh, oh, dude, appreciate it. So, okay, so with that being said, I do realize that we are actually cutting it slightly or a few minutes before two hours, but it is around that time. So first and foremost, I would say if you haven't had to check out some of the other videos that I put out this week, this video this week was crazy busy for me. I did like seven videos uh, between XDA, my channel, and the Arabic channel all around. Um, I do, I will be working on a video, an Arabic video of the, you know, Google home, uh, with the, you know, Android TV or the Google TV, uh, that's coming out, uh, some videos on the watch, some videos, obviously on the, on the new devices, as, as you can imagine, I am going to put together one more video before I ship back the Xperia five Mark II, uh, and I'll probably push that out maybe the end of next week. Uh, if you have anything specific that you'd like to reach out, please make sure to check me out over on Instagram, sorry, Instagram, Facebook, or, uh, or Twitter as TKDSL8655. Um, and, um, hold on one quick question here. Um, um, IR 1980. Yep. No, no, uh, there is no, uh, ethernet adapter. That's one thing that it didn't, that did not carry from the Chromecast ultra. So that option has been removed. That power source, uh, is only available on the Chromecast, uh, Chromecast ultra. So no ethernet, uh, 4k 60 wirelessly only. Um, and uh, of course, uh, on YouTube, TKBay, TKBAY. Uh, and of course, I wish you guys the best of luck. Be safe, stay safe. Uh, make sure you check out, check in on your friends. Make sure you say hi to your friends and family you haven't talked to for some time because at the end of the day, that's the best way to make sure people know that you're not only thinking about them, but it also lightens up their day when they hear from their friends. So it ends up being a good positive for both of us or for both, for everybody realistically. Uh, but I want to say thank you very much for you and every single one of you guys for spending your time with me on Saturday, kicking it, hanging out, just chatting with everybody. Uh, as, as usual, Matt, Sam, IR1980, Goran Petrovic, uh, Joe, as always, Aditya, Dominic, um, uh, Ronaldo's in the comments as well. Uh, everybody that jumped in, Sam, Matt, everybody. And I, I'm pretty sure I missed a whole bunch of people. Uh, Michael, Mr. Commer is in the comments as well. Aditya, cannot forget Aditya as well. Uh, a whole bunch of people. And of course, uh, thank you. Thank you very much for spending time with me. I'll see you guys next Saturday. And we are literally ending it at exactly two hours in 10 seconds. So uh, I, again, will say... Thank you very much. And I'm going to try to see if I can hit that two hours exactly. So two, one.